0: baby what up brothers and sisters make some noise How you're doing out there welcome to the meaning stream it's that lo-fi library it's that lo-fi live school time of day get yourselves comfy pull up a rug light a fire burn some incense Jack and Oreo Club. Should be the theme song for these kind of endeavors, right? Clearly. Clearly. Make some noise. The foundation of learning is reading. What do I read? What do I read? How do I read? Because for most people it's a struggle is the chore So the most
1: important thing is just to learn how to educate yourself. And the way to educate yourself is to develop a love for reading. Read what you love until you love to read, you love to read. Read what you love until you love
2: to read, love to read. Read what you love until you love to read.
0: That's simple baby. Welcome to the thing. How you all doing out there? It is I, your friendly neighborhood, Don, broadcasting live from the peak of Review recorded doobie bob here in Don Studios, Mexico. Hi! Just got back from the gym. I am sweaty still, even though I had a shower. Uh, Ran back with Hercules. Took Hercules with me to CrossFit today. He said, I loved it, Dad. That place has got great energy. He had a great time. He did like a small part of the workout with me. He's a bit little to do a full-blown CrossFit workout, frankly. But he has just turned 11. so now he thinks he's a man. Uh, And he was pretty good. He did uh, some, uh, what did he do with me? He did some of that kind of thing. And he did the bent-over rows with a couple of 10-pound dumbbells, like a like a little savage. And what was most impressive was he was like, oh, I want to try a dead hang, dada. So like, I held him up and he hung on to the, uh, you know, kids are good at hanging off shit, kids on monkey bars, all that. They're a bit rough, the bars in my gym, you know, they tear your hands up a bit. But anyway, he hangs off that and he hangs off it for, I don't know, like 10 seconds and he's like, ow, and he falls off. So, like, oh, dada, if I could do that for 30 seconds, what would you give me? I'll give you five dollars. Okay, let me try again. And let me practice, though. So he practiced on some rings, you know. Then I put him up there again. And he hung there. For like over 30 seconds. I thought he was hustling me. I thought I got hustled. He said, no, Dada, I didn't. I didn't, but I was thinking about the money, Dada. And in my mind, I was thinking... I'm gonna swear now, Dada. Is that like, okay? It was in my mind because it was only in my mind. I didn't say it. In my mind, I was thinking, "Go on, you motherfucker! You can do it. You can get that money." Yeah, all right, good work. He's gonna, he's gonna have me in serious debt uh, if I keep taking him down there. But anyway, it was good. It was a good class. It was a great class night, eh? and I got a haircut today as well. So see, see, see how, how we call this here in, in Mexico, we call that pulcro. Pulcro. That means like knees. Nice. That's knees. Nice. We also say chingo. I saw Jaime goes, kira chingo. It's like an all-purpose swear word that works in on, it. it's a bit like, like, uh, in UK in English. It doesn't mean the same thing, but it's used in the same way as in it's all over the place but like ching on this ching on that ching on if you're happy ching on if you're sad ching on if you're very cool ching on ching on attach ching on to anything it works apparently my homie was saying they're not sure about the origin of ching on but like some people think it came from uh, from was it the revolutionary war and they had the machine guns so someone shouting about machine gun it came chingon, machine gun, chingon. So it came from that, supposedly. Jason Eva says, pulchro. Yoga Max says, what's the hairstyle called? I don't know, that's my hairstyle. It's, I've been developing it for years, you've noticed it just sort of evolving slightly. Obviously the, uh, the back there, that's a, that's a classic moulet. but that's like, uh, I don't know. Have you noticed my hair as it gets to a certain length, it starts going into sort of curly ringlets? So that's the, them Goldie looks. They're a little bluish because I put some of that bronze remover in it, so but and it just stayed. And then the side, is that a taper or a fader? I don't know. And then the top, I guess that's the old that's that's the old Rod Stewart. <laughs> so I guess it's a combination of haircuts. Don haircut. It's called a Don. That's what the haircut's called, it's called a Don. If you want one of these, you have to go into your barbers and say, I would like a Don. And they're like, are you sure? You gotta be a Don if you're gonna pull that off. Like, you, ain't, that's not, no, that ain't no middle of them all haircut. Not everybody can get away with that. You have to be supremely confident that you are uh, the Don. If you're, if you're certain that you are the Don, not even add on, the Don, then you can do that. Yoga Max says, Viking mullet? That's pretty sick. Glories to the gods. Yeah, there you go, the Viking mullet. It's the Don. For the ancestors. Ray man, 23 is in the house, has finally made one of these live. New barbecue says we are doing amazing, living a most blessed life. Streamboy432 is watching this with earbuds from work. Fallkill is here, and Cast is here. Pick up all of y'all. Who was here last night? Make some noise if you were here last night. Last night was crazy. Last night, we counted down the uh, Meaning Wave Top
2: 50.
0: Oh, hey, Jason, here's the thing. I keep forgetting. At the beginning of these, I always say, uh, if you want to just jump straight to the book, there'll be a timestamp in the description. Could you add that timestamp to the description and the pinned comment? So the people who who just want to jump straight to the book. Jump straight to the book. Of course, we have to actually do the thing before you even know what the timestamp is. Yoga Max says riff raff would be ultra proud. Riff raff has got the million dollar mullet. It's a completely different thing. If you look at riff raffs, it is very, very different to mine, um, and it's a magnificent thing. You know, there's so much variation in um, in the mullet. You know I mean, but you know, the the it's just the only rule to the mule is that you really got the back the, you got to have that party at the back you know that's the rule the back you got to be having a party at the back otherwise it ain't a mule. otherwise anything goes mu barbecue says yes the 50 rarest meaning wave gems that was last night we did the bottom 50 least least love and, uh, jason could you do me a favor could you post in the chat again the link to that uh, playlist, so people can go check that out. You should all be following the Mean Wave Bottom Fifty playlist. We're going to update that monthly, I think, so that the least loved songs always get some attention, and uh, and maybe they won't stay least loved for long. You know, I mean, it's going to only get more um, precarious for these songs as the catalog increases. But it really is the case that to those who have everything more will be given you know discipline equals freedom and there must be discipline and those songs just keep on powering ahead stacking hundreds of thousands of streams uh on hundreds of thousands of streams it feels like it was just a few months ago that the first one of those crossed a million and now it's nearly a two million jason just posted that link in the uh description everyone go follow the playlist um, oh, it's not an Apple yet, is it? Because I need to log onto the remote machine and authorize that. Um, we'll add the Apple One added asap. Uh, I'll do it after this stream. Anyway, smash that like. You know what to do. Nuke the lake. Kick the lake in the dick. Everybody wish wish my wife a get well soon. She's sick today. Poor wifey, just really not really sick today, really not well today. And, uh, here I am entertaining you guys. So luckily, Hercules is a man now. Since he turned eleven, he's a, he's a whole new boy. He's the man of the house. He's up there looking after his mother, uh, making the bedroom all nice, and getting her water and stuff and all that. So I, I am confident that my wife is is in safe hands. Juggemag says I was just listening to last night's stream. Yeah. What was you, doing? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. um, all right. So, there's not going to be much to do. We're going to get into this very quickly. Um sort my in-ear situation out. These things are a pain in the butt. I got to get some that actually fit my ears one of these days. Anyway, we can do the international high five, and then we're going to get into it. All right, first let's do an international high five. Everybody, just here, kick that like, so that, nah, put the link into place, all that. But uh, yes, we'll do the. Inter- what should we do? The international high five. Then do the thing. I'll tell you about the thing. Then we'll do the international high five. Then it will start. So today it's the book club. And you'll know how that works. Uh, we listen to a book and uh, we play music. We do us a live score of sorts and we underpin the book with uh, fittingly fitting music. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a joyful adventure and a lovely experience and a lovely way to, to uh, enjoy a book. You know, there are many ways to enjoy a book. You could read a book. You could listen to the audiobook, You could read a book aloud to a homie or, or a family member. Um, or someone you've never even met before, just behind them on a bus. You could just sit on a bus behind someone and read them a book, like whisper in their ear. That Once upon a time. You know, uh, or you could do the, the uh, Lo-Fi Live score way of doing it, which is how we do it. And that's great. And we've done a bunch of books, you know. We did Dune, you know, and, uh, and other books. Uh, we recently did Outwitting the Devil. That was a good one. Outwitting the Devil, you know. And today we're doing The Power of Your subconscious, Subconscious Mind. Uh, which is not what it says on the thumbnail, but, it, well, it does. It says two things on the thumbnail, and that's because I'm a genius. But anyway, we are doing The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, which was uh, published in 1963. Uh, it's written by Dr. Joseph Murphy. uh has been a bis- bestseller, uh, widely influential in the field of personal development and self-help. Uh, The book's core premise revolves around the idea that the subconscious mind is incredibly powerful and can play a significant role in shaping one's life experience. And we've got a bunch of uh, Meaning Wave songs on this topic, and we've actually got a whole album coming up very shortly that goes quite deep on all of this. Um, But it's various songs have sort of... sniffed around the, the uh, periphery of this idea murphy argues that the subconscious mind operates on beliefs and thoughts that are often outside of our conscious awareness he suggests that by changing these underlying beliefs and thoughts individuals can dramatically improve their lives the book provides a range of techniques uh, to help readers do just that you know so we can listen to this now i i don't know what's wrong with me for some reason i thought this book was like an hour and a half it's actually not it's like an eight hour book or something so we're going to have to split this up over a couple of streams. When I say couple, I mean three or four. Um, so this is good. This is why, why it's good that I hadn't announced the whole schedule of streams for the month. Because I'm going to have to jiggle them around a bit now. But um, anyway, we're going to do part one of this tonight. And uh, part one includes... Well, uh, well, we'll just do it. But I think it's the first um, four chapters or something like that that we're gonna to do tonight uh, and it's gonna be cozy baby it's gonna be a cozy time and um, you know might, we might learn something maybe you know all this stuff already and uh, maybe you knew it and you'd forgotten some of it you know I find that's often the way You're like yeah I knew that I knew that when I was a baby and then and then they they somehow hammered it out of me and I just got into really um, you know really materialistic uh, thinking in existence and and um and my life is poorer as a result you know so you know we all need reminding from time to time who we really are and what we're really capable of and perhaps tonight's book might help us with that perhaps 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 uh so anyway let's have a high five together then get into it how about that three two one Hi. 5 Cinco Aso Cinco Aso in the place to be It's you and me baby We're going in Alright we're going in Yeah
1: how this book can work miracles in your life i've seen miracles happen to men and women in all walks of life all over the world miracles will happen to you too when you begin using the magic power of your subconscious mind this book is designed to teach you that your habitual thinking and imagery mold fashion and create your destiny for as a man thinketh in his subconscious mind so is he Do you know the answers? Why is one man sad and another man happy? Why is one man joyous and prosperous and another man poor and miserable? Why is one man fearful and anxious and another full of faith and confidence? Why does one man have a beautiful luxurious home while another man lives out a meager existence in a slum? Why is one man a great success and another an abject failure? Why is one speaker outstanding and immensely popular, and another mediocre and unpopular? Why is one man a genius in his work or profession, while the other man toils and moils all his life without doing or accomplishing anything worthwhile? Why is one man healed of a so-called incurable disease and another isn't? Why is it so many good, kind, religious people suffer the tortures of the damned in their mind and body? Why is it many immoral and irreligious people succeed and prosper and enjoy radiant health? Why is one woman happily married and her sister very unhappy and frustrated? Is there an answer to these questions in the workings of your conscious and subconscious minds? There most certainly is. Reason for writing this book. It is for the express purpose of answering and clarifying the above questions and many others of a similar nature that motivated me to write this book. I have endeavored to explain the great fundamental truths of your mind in the simplest language possible. I believe that it's perfectly possible to explain the basic, foundational, and fundamental laws of life and of your mind in ordinary, everyday language. You'll find that the language of this book is that used in your daily papers, current periodicals, in your business offices, in your home, and in the daily workshop. I urge you to study this book and apply the techniques outlined therein. And as you do, I feel absolutely convinced that you will lay hold of a miracle working power that will lift you up from confusion, misery, melancholy and failure and guide you to your true place, solve your difficulties, sever you from emotional and physical bondage and place you on the royal road to freedom, happiness and peace of mind. This miracle-working power of your subconscious mind can heal you of your sickness, make you vital and strong again. In learning how to use your inner powers, you will open the prison door of your fear and enter into a life described by Paul as the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Releasing the Miracle-Working Power A personal healing will ever be the most convincing evidence of our subconscious powers. Over 42 years ago, I resolved a malignancy. In medical terminology, it was called a sarcoma. By using the healing power of my subconscious mind, which created me and still maintains and governs all my vital functions. The technique I applied is elaborated on in this book. And I feel sure that it will help others to trust the same infinite healing presence Lodged in the subconscious depths of all men. Through the kindly offices of my doctor friend, I suddenly realized that it was natural to assume that the creative intelligence which made all of my organs, fashioned my body, and started my heart, could heal its own handiwork. The ancient proverb says, "...the doctor dresses the wound, and God heals it." Wonders happen when you pray effectively. Scientific prayer is the harmonious interaction of the conscious and subconscious levels of mind, scientifically directed for a specific purpose. This book will teach you the scientific way to tap the realm of infinite power within you, enabling you to get what you really want in life. You desire a happier, fuller, and richer life. Begin to use this miracle working power and smooth your way in daily affairs solve business problems, and bring harmony in family relationships. Be sure that you read this book several times. The many chapters will show you how this wonderful power works, and how you can draw out the hidden inspiration and wisdom that is within you. Learn the simple techniques of impressing the subconscious mind. Follow the new scientific way in tapping the infinite storehouse. Read this book carefully, earnestly, and lovingly. Prove to yourself the amazing way it can help you. It could be, and I believe it will be, the turning point of your life. Everybody prays. Do you know how to pray effectively? How long is it since you prayed as part of your everyday activities? In an emergency? In time of danger or trouble? In illness and when death lurks? Prayers pour forth. Your own and friends. Just read your daily newspaper. It is reported that prayers are being offered up all over the nation for a child stricken with a so-called incurable ailment. For peace among nations, for a group of miners trapped in a flooded mine. Later, it's reported that when rescued, the miners said that they prayed while waiting for rescue. An airplane pilot says that he prayed as he made a successful emergency landing. Certainly, prayer is an ever-present help in time of trouble. But you do not have to wait for trouble to make prayer an integral and constructive part of your life. The dramatic answers to prayer make headlines and are the subject of testimonies to the effectiveness of prayer. What of the many humble prayers of children, the simple thanksgiving of grace at the table daily, the faithful devotions wherein the individual seeks only communion with God, My work with people has made it necessary for me to study the various approaches to prayer. I have experienced the power of prayer in my own life, and I have talked and worked with many people who also enjoyed the help of prayer. The problem usually is how to tell others how to pray. People who are in trouble have difficulty in thinking and acting reasonably. They need an easy formula to follow an obviously workable pattern that is simple and specific. Often, they must be led to approach the emergency. Unique feature of this book. The unique feature of this book is its down-to-earth practicality. Here, you're presented with simple, usable techniques and formulas, which you can easily apply in your workaday world. I've taught these simple processes to men and women all over the world. And recently, over a thousand men and women of all religious affiliations attended a special class in Los Angeles, where I presented the highlights of what is offered in the pages of this book. Many came from distances of 200 miles for each class lesson. The special features of this book will appeal to you because they show you why oftentimes you get the opposite of what you prayed for and reveal to you the reasons why. People have asked me in all parts of the world and thousands of times, why is it that I have prayed and prayed and got no answer? In this book, you'll find the reasons for this common complaint. The many ways of impressing the subconscious mind and getting the right answers make this an extraordinarily valuable book and an ever present help in time of trouble. What do you believe? It is not the thing believed in that brings an answer to man's prayer. The answer to prayer results when the individual's subconscious mind responds to the mental picture or thought in his mind. This law of belief is operating in all religions of the world and is the reason why they are psychologically true. The Buddhist, the Christian, the Muslim, and the Hebrew all may get answers to their prayers. Not because of the particular creed, religion, affiliation, ritual, ceremony, formula, liturgy, incantation, sacrifices or offerings, but solely because of belief or mental acceptance and receptivity about that for which they pray. The law of life is the law of belief, and belief could be summed up briefly as a thought in your mind. As a man thinks, feels, and believes so is the condition of his mind, body, and circumstances. A technique, a methodology based on an understanding of what you're doing and why you are doing it will help you to bring about a subconscious embodiment of all good things of life. Essentially, answered prayer is the realization of your heart's desire. Desire is prayer. Everyone desires health, happiness, security, peace of mind, true expression, but many fail to achieve clearly defined results. A university professor admitted to me recently, I know that if I changed my mental pattern and redirected my emotional life, my ulcers would not recur, but I do not have any technique, process, or modus operandi. My mind wanders back and forth on my many problems, and I feel frustrated, defeated, and unhappy. This professor had a desire for perfect health, He needed a knowledge of the way his mind worked, which would enable him to fulfill his desire. By practicing the healing methods outlined in this book, he became whole and perfect. There is one mind common to all individual men. Emerson The miracle-working powers of your subconscious mind existed before you and I were born, before any church or world existed. The great eternal truths and principles of life antedate all religions. It is with these thoughts in mind that I urge you in the following chapters to lay hold of this wonderful, magical, transforming power which will bind up mental and physical wounds, proclaim liberty to the fear-ridden mind, and liberate you completely from the limitations of poverty, failure, misery, lack, and frustration. All you have to do is unite mentally and emotionally with the good you wish to embody, and the creative powers of your subconscious will respond accordingly. Begin now. Today, let wonders happen in your life. Keep on keeping on until the day breaks and the shadows flee away. Chapter 1. The Treasure House Within You Infinite riches are all around you if you will open up your mental eyes and behold the treasure house of infinity within you. There's a goldmine within you from which you can extract everything you need to live life gloriously, joyously, and abundantly. Many are sound asleep because they do not know about this goldmine of infinite intelligence and boundless love within themselves. Whatever you want, you can draw forth. A magnetized piece of steel will lift about 12 times its own weight, And if you demagnetize this same piece of steel, it will not even lift a feather. Similarly, there are two types of men. There is the magnetized man who is full of confidence and faith. He knows that he is born to win and to succeed. Then, there is the type of man who is demagnetized. He is full of fears and doubts. Opportunities come, and he says, I might fail, I might lose my money, people will laugh at me. This type of man will not get very far in life. Because if he is afraid to go forward, he will simply stay where he is. Become a magnetized man and discover the master secret of the ages. The master secret of the ages. What in your opinion is the master secret of the ages? The secret of atomic energy? Thermonuclear energy? The neutron bomb? Interplanetary travel? No, not any of these. Then what is this master secret? Where can one find it? And how can it be contacted and brought into action? The answer is extraordinarily simple. This secret is the marvelous, miracle-working power found in your own subconscious mind. The last place that most people would seek it. The marvelous power of your subconscious. You can bring into your life more power, more wealth, more health, more happiness and more joy by learning to contact and release the hidden power of your subconscious mind. You need not acquire this power. You already possess it. But you want to learn how to use it. You want to understand it so that you can apply it in all departments of your life. As you follow the simple techniques and processes set forth in this book, you can gain the necessary knowledge and understanding. You can be inspired by a new light. And you can generate a new force, enabling you to realize your hopes and make all your dreams come true. Decide now to make your life grander, greater, richer, and nobler than ever before. Within your subconscious depths lies infinite wisdom, infinite power, and infinite supply of all that is necessary, which is waiting for development and expression. Begin now to recognize these potentialities of your deeper mind and they will take form in the world without. The infinite intelligence within your subconscious mind can reveal to you everything you need to know at every moment of time and point of space, provided you are open-minded and receptive. You can receive new thoughts and ideas enabling you to bring forth new inventions, make new discoveries, or write books and plays. Moreover, the infinite intelligence in your subconscious mind can impart to you wonderful kinds of knowledge of an original nature. It can reveal to you and open the way for perfect expression and true place in your life. Through the wisdom of your subconscious mind, you can attract the ideal companion, as well as the right business associate or partner. It can find the right buyer for your home and provide you with all the money you need and the financial freedom to be, to do, and to go as your heart desires. It is your right to discover this inner world of thought, feeling, and power, of light, love, and beauty. Though invisible, its forces are mighty. Within your subconscious mind, you will find the solution for every problem and the cause for every effect. Because you can draw out the hidden powers, you come into actual possession of the power and wisdom necessary to move forward in abundance, security, Joy and dominion. I have seen the power of the subconscious lift people up out of crippled states, making them whole, vital, and strong once more, and free to go out into the world to experience happiness, health, and joyous expression. There is a miraculous healing power in your subconscious that can heal the troubled mind and the broken heart. It can open the prison door of the mind and liberate you, it can free you from all kinds of material and physical bondage. Necessity of a Working Basis Substantial progress in any field of endeavor is impossible in the absence of a working basis, which is universal in its application. You can become skilled in the operation of your subconscious mind. You can practice its powers with a certainty of results in exact proportion to your knowledge of its principles and to your application of them for definite specific purposes and goals you wish to achieve. Being a former chemist, I would like to point out that if you combine hydrogen and oxygen in the proportions of two atoms of the former to one of the latter, water will be the result. You're very familiar with the fact that one atom of oxygen and one atom of carbon will produce carbon monoxide, a poisonous gas. But if you add another atom of oxygen, you will get carbon dioxide, a harmless gas, and so on throughout the vast realm of chemical compounds you must not think that the principles of chemistry, physics, and mathematics differ from the principles of your subconscious mind. Let us consider a generally accepted principle. Water seeks its own level. This is a universal principle, which is applicable to water everywhere. Consider another principle. Matter expands when heated. This is true anywhere, at any time, and under all circumstances. You can heat a piece of steel... And it will expand regardless whether the steel is found in China, England, or India. It is a universal truth that matter expands when heated. It is also a universal truth that whatever you impress on your subconscious mind is expressed on the screen of space as condition, experience, and event. Your prayer is answered because your subconscious mind is principle. And by principle, I mean the way a thing works. For example, The principle of electricity is that it works from a higher to a lower potential. You do not change the principle of electricity when you use it. But by cooperating with nature, you bring forth marvelous inventions and discoveries, which bless humanity in countless ways. Your subconscious mind is principle and works according to the law of belief. You must know what belief is, why it works, and how it works. Your Bible says in a simple, clear, and beautiful way, Whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Mark 11.23 The law of your mind is the law of belief. This means to believe in the way your mind works, to believe in belief itself. The belief of your mind is the thought of your mind. That is simple. Just that and nothing else. All your experiences, events, conditions, and acts are the reactions of your subconscious mind to your thoughts. Remember, it is not the thing believed in, but the belief in your own mind which brings about the result. Cease believing in the false beliefs, opinions, superstitions, and fears of mankind. Begin to believe in the eternal verities and truths of life, which never change. Then you will move onward, upward, and Godward. Whoever reads this book and applies the principles of the subconscious mind herein set forth will be able to pray scientifically and effectively for himself and for others. Your prayer is answered according to the universal law of action and reaction. Thought is incipient action. The reaction is the response from your subconscious mind, which corresponds with the nature of your thought. Busy your mind with the concepts of harmony, health, peace and goodwill, and wonders will happen in your life. The duality of mind. You have only one mind, but your mind possesses two distinctive characteristics. The line of demarcation between the two is well known to all thinking men and women today. The two functions of your mind are essentially unlike. Each is endowed with separate and distinct attributes and powers. The nomenclature generally used to distinguish the two functions of your mind is as follows. The objective and subjective mind, the conscious and subconscious mind, the waking and sleeping mind, the surface self and the deep self, the voluntary mind and the involuntary mind, the male and the female, and many other terms you will find the terms conscious and subconscious used to represent the dual nature of your mind throughout this book. The Conscious and Subconscious Minds An excellent way to get acquainted with the two functions of your mind is to look upon your own mind as a garden. You are a gardener, and you're planting seeds, thoughts, in your subconscious mind all day long, based on your habitual thinking. As you sow in your subconscious mind, So shall you reap in your body and environment. Begin now to sow thoughts of peace, happiness, right action, goodwill and prosperity. Think quietly and with interest on these qualities and accept them fully in your subconscious reasoning mind. Continue to plant these wonderful seeds, thoughts, in the garden of your mind and you will reap a glorious harvest. Your subconscious mind may be likened to the soil, which will grow all kinds of seeds, good or bad. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Every thought is, therefore, a cause, and every condition is an effect. For this reason, it is essential that you take charge of your thoughts so as to bring forth only desirable conditions. When your mind thinks correctly, when you understand the truth, when the thoughts deposited in your subconscious mind are constructive, harmonious, and peaceful, The magic working power of your subconscious will respond and bring about harmonious conditions, agreeable surroundings, and the best of everything. When you begin to control your thought processes, you can apply the powers of your subconscious to any problem or difficulty. In other words, you will actually be consciously cooperating with the infinite power and omnipotent law which governs all things. Look around you wherever you live. And you will notice that the vast majority of mankind lives in the world without. The more enlightened men are intensely interested in the world within. Remember, it is the world within, namely your thoughts, feelings, and imagery, that makes your world without. It is, therefore, the only creative power. And everything that you find in your world of expression has been created by you in the inner world of your mind. Consciously or unconsciously. A knowledge of the interaction of your conscious and subconscious minds will enable you to transform your whole life. In order to change external conditions, you must change the cause. Most men try to change conditions and circumstances by working with conditions and circumstances to remove discord, confusion, lack and limitation. You must remove the cause. And the cause is the way you are using your conscious mind. In other words, the way you are thinking and picturing in your mind. You are living in a fathomless sea of infinite riches. Your subconscious is very sensitive to your thoughts. Your thoughts form the mold or matrix through which the infinite intelligence, wisdom, vital forces, and energies of your subconscious flow. The practical application of the laws of your mind, as illustrated in each chapter of this book, will cause you to experience abundance for poverty, wisdom for superstition and ignorance, peace for pain, joy for sadness, light for darkness, harmony for discord, faith and confidence for fear, success for failure, and freedom from the law of averages. Certainly, there can be no more wonderful blessing than these from a mental, emotional, and material standpoint. Most of the great scientists, artists, poets, singers, Writers and inventors have a deep understanding of the workings of the conscious and subconscious minds. One time Caruso, the great operatic tenor, was struck with stage fright. He said his throat was paralyzed due to spasms caused by intense fear, which constricted the muscles of his throat. Perspiration poured copiously down his face. He was ashamed because in a few minutes he had to go out on stage. Yet he was shaking with fear and trepidation. He said, they will laugh at me. I can't sing. Then he shouted in the presence of those behind the stage, The little me wants to strangle the big me within. He said to the little me, Get out of here! The big me wants to sing through me. By the big me, he meant the limitless power and wisdom of his subconscious mind. And he began to shout, Get out! Get out! The big me is going to sing! His subconscious mind responded, releasing the vital forces within him. When the call came, he walked out on the stage and sang gloriously and majestically, enthralling the audience. It is obvious to you now that Caruso must have understood the two levels of mind the conscious or rational and the subconscious or irrational level. Your subconscious mind is reactive and responds to the nature of your thoughts. When your conscious mind, the little me, is full of fear, worry, and anxiety, the negative emotions engendered in your subconscious mind. Big me, are released, and flood the conscious mind with a sense of panic, foreboding, and despair. When this happens, you can, like Caruso, speak affirmatively and with a deep sense of authority to the irrational emotions generated in your deeper mind as follows. Be still. Be quiet. I am in control. You must obey me. You are subject to my command. You cannot intrude where you do not belong. It is fascinating and intensely interesting to observe how you can speak authoritatively and with conviction to the irrational movement of your deeper self, bringing silence, harmony and peace to your mind. The subconscious is subject to the conscious mind, and that is why it is called subconscious or subjective. Outstanding Differences and Modes of Operation You will perceive the main differences by the following illustrations. The conscious mind is like the navigator or captain at the bridge of a ship. He directs the ship and signals orders to men in the engine room who in turn control all the boilers, instruments, gauges, etc. The men in the engine room do not know where they're going. They follow orders. They would go on the rocks if the man on the bridge issued faulty or wrong instructions based on his findings with the compass, sextant, or other instruments. The men in the engine room obey him because he is in charge and issues orders, which are automatically obeyed. Members of the crew do not talk back to the captain, they simply carry out orders. The captain is the master of his ship, and his decrees are carried out. Likewise, your conscious mind is the captain and master of your ship, which represents your body, environment, and all your affairs. Your subconscious mind takes the orders you give it... ...based upon what your conscious mind believes and accepts as true. When you repeatedly say to people, I can't afford it... ...then your subconscious mind takes that at your word... ...and sees to it that you will not be in a position to purchase what you want. As long as you persist in saying, can't afford that car... ...that trip to Europe... ...that home... ...that fur coat... ...or ermine wrap... ...you can rest assured that your subconscious mind will follow your orders and you will go through life experiencing the lack of all these things. Last Christmas Eve, a beautiful young university student looked at an attractive and rather expensive traveling bag in a store window. She was going home to Buffalo, New York for the holidays. She was about to say, I can't afford that bag. When she recalled something she had heard at one of my lectures, which was, never finish a negative statement, reverse it immediately, and wonders will happen in your life. She said, that bag is mine. It is for sale. I accept it mentally, and my subconscious sees to it that I receive it. At 8 o'clock Christmas Eve, her fiancé presented her with a bag exactly the same as the one she had looked at and mentally identified herself with at 10 o'clock the same morning. She had filled her mind with the thought of expectancy and released the whole thing to her deeper mind, which has the know-how of accomplishment. This young girl, a student at the University of Southern California, said to me, I didn't have the money to buy that bag, but now I know where to find money and all the things I need. And that is in the treasure house of eternity within me. Another simple illustration is this. When you say, I do not like mushrooms, and the occasion subsequently comes to you that you are served mushrooms in sauces or salads, you will get indigestion because your subconscious mind says to you, the boss, your conscious mind, does not like mushrooms. This is an amusing example of the outstanding differences in modes of operation of your conscious and subconscious minds. A woman may say, wake up at 3 o'clock if I drink coffee at night. Whenever she drinks coffee, her subconscious mind nudges her as if to say, the boss wants you to stay awake tonight. Your subconscious mind works 24 hours a day and makes provisions for your benefit. Pouring all the fruit of your habitual thinking into your lap. How Her Subconscious Responded A woman wrote me a few months ago as follows. I am 75 years old, a widow with a grown family. I was living alone and on a pension. I heard your lectures on the powers of the subconscious mind, wherein you said that ideas could be conveyed to the subconscious mind by repetition, faith, and expectancy, I began to repeat frequently with feeling, I am wanted. I am happily married to a kind, loving, and spiritual-minded man. I am secure. I kept on doing this many times a day for about two weeks. And one day at the corner drugstore, I was introduced to a retired pharmacist I found to be kind, understanding, and very religious. He was a perfect answer to my prayer. Within a week, he proposed to me. And now we are on our honeymoon in Europe. I know that the intelligence within my subconscious mind brought both of us together in divine order. This woman discovered that the treasure house was within her. Her prayer was felt as true in her heart and her affirmation sank down by osmosis into her subconscious mind, which is the creative medium. The moment she succeeded in bringing about a subjective embodiment Her subconscious mind brought about the answer through the Law of Attraction. Her deeper mind, full of wisdom and intelligence, brought both of them together in divine order. Be sure that you think on, Whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things of good report, If there be any virtue, And if there be any praise, Think on these things. Philippians 4, 8. Brief summary of ideas worth remembering. 1. The treasure house is within you. Look within for the answer to your heart's desire. 2. The great secret possessed by the great men of all ages was their ability to contact and release the powers of their subconscious mind. You can do the same. 3. Your subconscious has the answer to all problems. If you suggest to your subconscious prior to sleep... I want to get up at 6 a.m. It will awaken you at that exact time. 4. Your subconscious mind is the builder of your body and can heal you. Lull yourself to sleep every night with the idea of perfect health, and your subconscious, being your faithful servant, will obey you. 5. Every thought is a cause and every condition is an effect. 6. If you want to write a book, write a wonderful play, give a talk to your audience... Then convey the idea lovingly and feelingly to your subconscious mind, and it will respond accordingly. 7. You are like a captain navigating a ship. He must give the right orders, and likewise, you must give the right orders, thoughts and images, to your subconscious mind, which controls and governs all your experiences. 8. Never use the terms, I can't afford it, or I can't do this. Your subconscious mind takes you at your word and sees to it that you do not have the money or the ability to do what you want to do. Affirm, I can do all things through the power of my subconscious mind. Nine, the law of life is the law of belief. A belief is a thought in your mind. Do not believe in things to harm or hurt you. Believe in the power of your subconscious to heal, inspire, strengthen, and prosper you. According to your belief, it is done unto you. 10. Change your thoughts, and you change your destiny. Chapter 2. How your mind works. You have a mind, and you should learn how to use it. There are two levels of your mind. The conscious or rational level, and the subconscious or irrational level. You think with your conscious mind, And whatever you habitually think sinks down into your subconscious mind, which creates according to the nature of your thoughts. Your subconscious mind is the seat of your emotions and is the creative mind. If you think good, good will follow. If you think evil, evil will follow. This is the way your mind works. The main point to remember is once the subconscious mind accepts an idea, it begins to execute it. It is an interesting and subtle truth that the law of the subconscious mind works for good and bad ideas alike. This law, when applied in a negative way, is the cause of failure, frustration, and unhappiness. However, when your habitual thinking is harmonious and constructive, you experience perfect health, success, and prosperity. Peace of mind and a healthy body are inevitable when you begin to think and feel in the right way. Whatever you claim mentally and feel as true, your subconscious mind will accept and bring forth into your experience. The only thing necessary for you to do is to get your subconscious mind to accept your idea, and the law of your own subconscious mind will bring forth the health, peace, or the position you desire. You give the command or decree, and your subconscious will faithfully reproduce the idea impressed upon it. The law of your mind is this. You will get a reaction or response from your subconscious mind according to the nature of the thought or idea you hold in your conscious mind. Psychologists and psychiatrists point out that when thoughts are conveyed to your subconscious mind, impressions are made in the brain cells. As soon as your subconscious accepts any idea, it proceeds to put it into effect immediately. It works by association of ideas, and uses every bit of knowledge that you have gathered in your lifetime to bring about its purpose. It draws on the infinite power, energy, and wisdom within you. It lines up all the laws of nature to get its way. Sometimes, it seems to bring about an immediate solution to your difficulties. But at other times, it may take days, weeks, or longer. Its ways are past finding out. Conscious and subconscious terms differentiated. You must remember that these are not two minds. They are merely two spheres of activity within one mind. Your conscious mind is the reasoning mind. It is that phase of mind which chooses. For example, you choose your books, your home, and your partner in life. You make all your decisions with your conscious mind. On the other hand, without any conscious choice on your part, your heart is kept functioning automatically, and the process of digestion, circulation, and breathing are carried on by your subconscious mind through processes independent of your conscious control. Your subconscious mind accepts what is impressed upon it or what you consciously believe. It does not reason things out like your conscious mind and it does not argue with you controversially. Your subconscious mind is like the soil which accepts any kind of seed, good or bad. Your thoughts are active and might be likened unto seeds Negative, destructive thoughts continue to work negatively in your subconscious mind, and in due time, will come forth into outer experience, which corresponds with them. Remember, your subconscious mind does not engage in proving whether your thoughts are good or bad, true or false, but it responds according to the nature of your thoughts or suggestions. For example, if you consciously assume something as true, Even though it may be false, your subconscious mind will accept it as true and proceed to bring about results, which must necessarily follow, because you consciously assumed it to be true. Experiments by Psychologists Innumerable experiments by psychologists and others on persons in the hypnotic state have shown that the subconscious mind is incapable of making selections and comparisons, which are necessary for a reasoning process they have shown repeatedly that your subconscious mind will accept any suggestions, however false. Having once accepted any suggestion, it responds according to the nature of the suggestion given. To illustrate the amenability of your subconscious mind to suggestion, if a practiced hypnotist suggests to one of his subjects that he is Napoleon Bonaparte, or even a cat or a dog, he will act out the part with inimitable accuracy. His personality becomes changed for the time being, He believes himself to be whatever the operator tells him he is. A skilled hypnotist may suggest to one of his students in the hypnotic state that his back itches, to another that his nose is bleeding, to another that he is a marble statue, to another that he is freezing and the temperature is below zero. Each one will follow out the line of his particular suggestion, totally oblivious to all his surroundings, which do not pertain to his idea. These simple illustrations portray clearly the difference between your conscious reasoning mind and your subconscious mind, which is impersonal, non-selective, and accepts as true whatever your conscious mind believes to be true, hence the importance of selecting thoughts, ideas, and premises, which bless, heal, inspire, and fill your soul with joy. The terms objective and subjective mind clarified. Your conscious mind is sometimes referred to as your objective mind because it deals with outward objects. The objective mind takes cognizance of the objective world. Its media of observation are your five physical senses. Your objective mind is your guide and director in your contact with your environment. You gain knowledge through your five senses. Your objective mind learns through observation, experience, and education. As previously pointed out, The greatest function of the objective mind is that of reasoning. Suppose you are one of the thousands of tourists who come to Los Angeles annually. You would come to the conclusion that it is a beautiful city based upon your observation of the parks, pretty gardens, majestic buildings, and lovely homes. This is the working of your objective mind. Your subconscious mind is oftentimes referred to as your subjective mind. Your subjective mind takes cognizance of its environment by means independent of the five senses. Your subjective mind perceives by intuition. It is the seat of your emotion and the storehouse of memory. Your subjective mind performs its highest functions when your objective senses are in abeyance. In a word, it is that intelligence which makes itself manifest when the objective mind is suspended or in a sleepy, drowsy state. Your subjective mind sees without the use of the natural organs of vision. It has the capacity of clairvoyance and clairaudience. Your subjective mind can leave your body, travel to distant lands, and bring back information oftentimes of the most exact and truthful character. Through your subjective mind, you can read the thoughts of others, read the contents of sealed envelopes and closed safes, Your subjective mind has the ability to apprehend the thoughts of others without the use of the ordinary objective means of communication. It is of the greatest importance that we understand the interaction of the objective and subjective mind in order to learn the true art of prayer. The subconscious cannot reason like your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind cannot argue controversially. Hence, if you give it wrong suggestions, it will accept them as true and will proceed to bring them to pass as conditions, experiences, and events. All things that have happened to you are based on thoughts impressed on your subconscious mind through belief. If you have conveyed erroneous concepts to your subconscious mind, the sure method of overcoming them is by the repetition of constructive, harmonious thoughts frequently repeated which your subconscious mind accepts, thus forming new and healthy habits of thought and life for your subconscious mind is the seat of habit. The habitual thinking of your conscious mind establishes deep grooves in your subconscious mind. This is very favorable for you if your habitual thoughts are harmonious, peaceful, and constructive. If you have indulged in fear, worry, and other destructive forms of thinking, the remedy is to recognize the omnipotence of your subconscious mind and decree freedom— happiness, and perfect health, your subconscious mind, being creative and one with your divine source, will proceed to create the freedom and happiness which you have earnestly decreed. The Tremendous Power of Suggestion You must realize by now that your conscious mind is the watchman at the gate, and its chief function is to protect your subconscious mind from false impressions. You are now aware of one of the basic laws of mind. Your subconscious mind is amenable to suggestion. As you know, your subconscious mind does not make comparisons or contrasts. Neither does it reason and think things out for itself. This latter function belongs to your conscious mind. It simply reacts to the impressions given to it by your conscious mind. It does not show a preference for one course of action over another. The following is a classic example of the tremendous power of suggestion. Suppose you approach a timid looking passenger on board ship and say to him something like this. You look very ill. How pale you are. I feel certain you are going to be seasick. Let me help you to your cabin. The passenger turns pale. Your suggestion of seasickness associates itself with his own fears and forebodings. He accepts your aid down to the berth and there your negative suggestion, which was accepted by him, is realized different reactions to the same suggestion. It is true that different people will react in different ways to the same suggestion because of their subconscious conditioning or belief. For example, if you go to a sailor on the ship and say to him sympathetically, My dear fellow, you're looking very ill. Aren't you feeling sick? You look to me as if you were going to be seasick. According to his temperament, he either laughs at your joke or expresses a mild irritation. Your suggestion fell on deaf ears in this instance because your suggestion of seasickness was associated in his mind with his own immunity from it. Therefore, it called up not fear or worry, but self-confidence. The dictionary says that a suggestion is the act or instance of putting something into one's mind. The mental process by which the thought or idea suggested is entertained, accepted, or put into effect. You must remember that a suggestion cannot impose something on the subconscious mind against the will of the conscious mind. In other words, your conscious mind has the power to reject the suggestion given. In the case of the sailor, he had no fear of seasickness. He had convinced himself of his immunity, and the negative suggestion had absolutely no power to evoke fear. The suggestion of seasickness to the other passenger called forth his indwelling fear of seasickness. Each of us has his own inner fears, beliefs, opinions, and these inner assumptions rule and govern our lives. A suggestion has no power in and of itself, except it is accepted, mentally, by you. This causes your subconscious powers to flow in a limited and restricted way according to the nature of the suggestion. How He Lost His Arm Every two or three years, I give a series of lectures at the London Truth Forum in Caxton Hall. This is a forum I founded a number of years ago. Dr. Evelyn Fleet, the director, told me about an article which appeared in the English newspapers dealing with the power of suggestion. This is the suggestion a man gave to his subconscious mind over a period of about two years. Quote, I would give my right arm to see my daughter cured. Unquote. It appeared that his daughter had a crippling form of arthritis together with a so-called incurable form of skin disease medical treatment had failed to alleviate the condition, and the father had an intense longing for his daughter's healing, and expressed his desire in the words just quoted. Dr. Evelyn Fleet said that the newspaper article pointed out that one day, the family was out riding when their car collided with another. The father's right arm was torn off at the shoulder, and immediately, the daughter's arthritis and skin condition vanished. You must make certain to give your subconscious only suggestions which heal, bless, elevate and inspire you in all your ways. Remember that your subconscious mind cannot take a joke, it takes you at your word. How Auto-Suggestion Banishes Fear Illustrations of autosuggestion. Autosuggestion Auto-Suggestion means suggesting something definite and specific to oneself. Herbert Parkin, in his excellent manual of autosuggestion, records the following incident. It has its amusing side so that one remembers it. Quote, A New York visitor in Chicago looks at his watch, which is set an hour ahead of Chicago time, and tells a Chicago friend that it's 12 o'clock. The Chicago friend, not considering the difference in time between Chicago and New York, tells the New Yorker that he is hungry and that he must go to lunch. Auto-suggestion may be used to banish various fears and other negative conditions. A young singer was invited to give an audition. She had been looking forward to the interview, but on three previous occasions, she had failed miserably due to the fear of failure. This young lady had a very good voice, but she had been saying to herself, "...when the time comes for me to sing, maybe they won't like me. I will try, but I'm full of fear and anxiety." Her subconscious mind accepted these negative auto-suggestions as a request and proceeded to manifest them and bring them into her experience. The cause was an involuntary auto-suggestion. For example, silent fear thoughts emotionalized and subjectified. She overcame it by the following technique. Three times a day she isolated herself in her room. She sat down comfortably in an armchair, relaxed her body and closed her eyes. She stilled her mind and body as best she could. Physical inertia favors mental passivity and renders the mind more receptive to suggestion. She counteracted the fear suggestion by saying to herself, I sing beautifully. I am poised, serene, confident, and calm. She repeated this statement slowly, quietly, and with feeling from five to ten times at each sitting. She had three such sittings every day, and one immediately prior to sleep. At the end of a week, she was completely poised and confident. When the invitation to audition came, she gave a remarkable, wonderful audition. How she restored her memory? A woman aged 75 was in the habit of saying to herself, I'm losing my memory. She reversed the procedure and practiced induced auto several times a day as follows. My memory from today on is improving in every department. I shall always remember whatever I need to know at every moment of time and point of space. The impressions received will be clearer and more definite. I shall retain them automatically and with ease. Whatever I wish to recall will immediately present itself in the correct form in my mind. I am improving rapidly every day. And very soon, my memory will be better than it has ever been before. At the end of three weeks, her memory was back to normal, and she was delighted. How he overcame a nasty temper. Many men who complained of irritability and bad temper proved to be very susceptible to autosuggestion and obtained marvelous results by using the following statements three or four times a day, morning, noon, and at night, prior to sleep for about a month. Quote, henceforth, I shall grow more good-humored, Joy, happiness, and cheerfulness are now becoming my normal states of mind. Every day, I am becoming more and more lovable and understanding. I am now becoming the center of good cheer and goodwill to all those about me, infecting them with good humor. This happy, joyous, and cheerful mood is now becoming my normal, natural state of mind. I am grateful The constructive and destructive power of suggestion. Some illustrations and comments on hetero-suggestion. Hetero-suggestion means suggestions from another person. In all ages, the power of suggestion has played a part in the life and thought of man in every period of time and in each country of the earth. In many parts of the world, it is the controlling power in religion. Suggestion may be used to discipline and control ourselves, but it can also be used to take control and command over others who do not know the laws of mind. In its constructive form, it is wonderful and magnificent. In its negative aspects, it is one of the most destructive of all the response patterns of the mind, resulting in patterns of misery, failure, suffering, sickness, and disaster. Have you accepted any of these? From infancy on, the majority of us have been given many negative suggestions. Not knowing how to thwart them, we unconsciously accept them. Here are some of the negative suggestions. You can't. You'll never amount to anything. You mustn't. You'll fail. You haven't got a chance. You're all wrong. No use. It's not what you know, but who you know. The world is going to the dogs. What's the use? Nobody cares. It's no use trying so hard. You're too old now. Things are getting worse and worse. Life is an endless lie. Love is for the birds. You just can't. Just Pretty soon you'll be bankrupt. Watch out, you'll get the virus. You can't trust a soul. Unless as an adult you use constructive autosuggestion, which is a reconditioning therapy, the impressions made on you in the past can cause behavior patterns that cause failure in your personal and social life. Autosuggestion is a means releasing you from the mass of negative verbal conditioning that might otherwise distort your life pattern, making the development of good habits difficult. You can counteract negative suggestions. Pick up the paper any day, and you can read dozens of items that could sow the seeds of futility, fear, worry, anxiety, and impending doom. If accepted by you, these thoughts of fear could cause you to lose the will for life. Knowing that you can reject all of these negative suggestions by giving your subconscious mind constructive auto-suggestions, you counteract all of these destructive ideas. Check regularly on the negative suggestions that people make to you. You do not have to be influenced by destructive heterosuggestion. All of us have suffered from it in our childhood and in our teens. If you look back, you can easily recall how parents, friends, relatives, teachers and associates contributed in a campaign of negative suggestions. Study the things said to you, and you will discover much of it was in the form of propaganda. The purpose of much of what was said was to control you or instill fear into you. This heterosuggestion process goes on in every home, office, factory, and club. You will find that many of these suggestions are for the purpose of making you think, feel, and act as others want you to, and in ways that are to their advantage. How Suggestion Killed a Man Here is an illustration of heterosuggestion. A relative of mine went to a crystal gazer in India who told him that he had a bad heart and predicted that he would die in the next new moon. He began to tell all members of his family about this prediction, and he arranged his will. This powerful suggestion entered into his subconscious mind because he accepted it completely. My relative also told me that his crystal-gazer was believed to have some strange occult powers, and he could do harm or good to a person. He died as predicted, not knowing that he was the cause of his own death. I suppose many of us have heard similar, stupid, ridiculous, superstitious stories. Let us look at what happened in the light of our knowledge of the way the subconscious mind works. Whatever the conscious, reasoning mind of man believes, the subconscious mind will accept and act upon. My relative was happy, healthy, vigorous, and robust when he went to see the fortune teller. She gave him a very negative suggestion, which he accepted. He became terrified and constantly dwelt upon the fact that he was going to die at the next new moon. He proceeded to tell everyone about it, and he prepared for the end. The activity took place in his own mind, and his own thought was the cause. He brought about his own so-called death, or rather destruction of the physical body, by his fear and expectation of the end. The woman who predicted his death had no more power than the stones and sticks in the field. Her suggestion had no power to create or bring about the end she suggested. If he had known the laws of his mind, he would have completely rejected the negative suggestion and refused to give her words any attention, knowing in his heart that he was governed and controlled by his own thought and feeling. Like tin arrows aimed at a battleship, her prophecy could have been completely neutralized and dissipated without hurting him. The suggestions of others in themselves have absolutely no power whatever over you, except the power that you give them through your own thoughts. You have to give your mental consent. You have to entertain the thought. Then it becomes your thought, and you do the thinking. Remember, you have the capacity to choose. Choose life. Choose love, choose health, choose abundance. The power of an assumed major premise. Your mind works like a syllogism. This means that whatever major premise your conscious mind assumes to be true determines the conclusion your subconscious mind comes to in regard to any particular question or problem in your mind. If your premise is true, the conclusion must be true as in the following example. Every virtue is laudable kindness is a virtue. Therefore, kindness is laudable. Another example is as follows. All formed things change and pass away. The pyramids of Egypt are formed things. Therefore, someday, the pyramids will pass away. The first statement is referred to as a major premise, and the right conclusion must necessarily follow the right premise. A college professor who attended some of my science of mind lectures in May 1962 at Town Hall, New York said to me, everything in my life is topsy-turvy, and I have lost health, wealth, and friends. Everything I touch turns out wrong. I explained to him that he should establish a major premise in his thinking, that the infinite intelligence of his subconscious mind was guiding, directing, and prospering him spiritually, mentally, and materially. Then, his subconscious mind would automatically direct him wisely in his investments, decisions, and also heal his body and restore his mind to peace and tranquility. The professor formulated an overall picture of the way he wanted his life to be. And this was his major premise. Quote, Infinite intelligence leads and guides me in all my ways. Perfect health is mine. And the law of harmony operates in my mind and body. Beauty, love, Peace and abundance are mine. The principle of right action and divine order govern my entire life. I know my major premise is based on the eternal truths of life, And I know, feel, feel and believe that my subconscious mind responds according to the nature of my conscious mind thinking. Unquote. He wrote me as follows. I repeated the above statements slowly, quietly, and lovingly several times a day knowing that they were sinking deep down into my subconscious mind and that results must follow. I am deeply grateful for the interview you gave me. And I would like to add that all departments of my life are changing for the better. It works. The subconscious does not argue controversially. Your subconscious mind is all-wise and knows the answers to all questions. It does not argue with you or talk back to you. It does not say, You must not impress me with that. For example, when you say, I can't do this, I am too old now, I can't meet this obligation, I was born on the wrong side of the tracks, I don't know the right politician. You are impregnating your subconscious with these negative thoughts, and it responds accordingly. You are actually blocking your own good, thereby bringing lack, limitation, and frustration into your life. When you set up obstacles, impediments, and delays in your conscious mind, You are denying the wisdom and intelligence resonant in your subconscious mind. You are actually saying, in effect, that your subconscious mind cannot solve your problem. This leads to mental and emotional congestion, followed by sickness and neurotic tendencies. To realize your desire and overcome your frustration, affirm boldly several times a day, the infinite intelligence which gave me this desire leads guides and reveals to me the perfect plan for the unfolding of my desire. I know the deeper wisdom of my subconscious is now responding. And what I feel and claim within is expressed in the without. There is a balance, equilibrium, and equanimity. If you say, there's no way out, I'm lost. There's no way out of this dilemma. I am stymied and You will get no answer or response from your subconscious mind. If you want the subconscious mind to work for you, give it the right request and attain its cooperation. It is always working for you. It is controlling your heartbeat this minute, and also your breathing. It heals a cut on your finger, and its tendency is life-worthy, forever seeking to take care of you and preserve you. Your subconscious has a mind of its own, but it accepts your patterns of thought and imagery. When you are seeking an answer to a problem, your subconscious will respond but it expects you to come to a decision and to a true judgment in your conscious mind. You must acknowledge the answer is in your subconscious mind. However, if you say, I don't think there is any way out. I am all mixed up and confused. Why don't I get an answer? You are neutralizing your prayer. Like the soldier marking time, you do not get anywhere. Still, the wheels of your mind relax let go, and quietly affirm, My subconscious knows the answer. It is responding to me now. I give thanks because I know the infinite intelligence of my subconscious knows all things and is revealing the perfect answer to me now. My real conviction is now setting free the majesty and glory of my subconscious mind. I rejoice that it is so. Review of Highlights 1. Think Good and Good Follows think evil, and evil follows. You are what you think all day long. 2. Your subconscious mind does not argue with you. It accepts what your conscious mind decrees. If you say, I can't afford it, it may be true, but do not say it. Select a better thought decree, I'll buy it, I accept it in my mind. 3. You have the power to choose, choose health and happiness. You can choose to be friendly or you can choose to be unfriendly. Choose to be cooperative, joyous, friendly, lovable, and the whole world will respond. This is the best way to develop a wonderful personality. 4. Your conscious mind is the watchman at the gate. Its chief function is to protect your subconscious mind from false impressions. Choose to believe that something good can happen and is happening now. Your greatest power is your capacity to choose. Choose happiness and abundance. 5. The suggestions and statements of others have no power to hurt you. The only power is the movement of your own thought. You can choose to reject the thoughts or statements of others and affirm the good. You have the power to choose how you will react. 6. Watch what you say. You have to account for every idle word. Never say, I will fail. I will lose my job. I can't pay the rent. Your subconscious cannot take a joke. It brings all these things to pass. 7. Your mind is not evil. No force of nature is evil. It depends how you use the powers of nature. Use your mind to bless, heal, and inspire all people everywhere. 8. Never say, I can't. Overcome that fear by substituting the following. I can do all things through the power of my own subconscious mind. 9. Begin to think from the standpoint of the eternal truths and principles of life, and not from the standpoint of fear, ignorance, and superstition. Do not let others do your thinking for you. Choose your own thoughts and make your own decisions. 10. You are the captain of your soul, subconscious mind, and the master of your fate. Remember, you have the capacity to choose. Choose life, choose love, choose health, choose happiness. 11. Whatever your conscious mind assumes and believes to be true, your subconscious mind will accept and bring to pass. Believe in good fortune, divine guidance, right action, and all the blessings of life. Chapter 3. The Miracle Working Power of Your Subconscious The power of your subconscious is enormous. It inspires you, it guides you, and it reveals to you names, facts, and scenes from the storehouse of memory. Your subconscious started with your heartbeat, controls the circulation of your blood, regulates your digestion, assimilation, and elimination. When you eat a piece of bread, your subconscious mind transmutes it into tissue, muscle, bone, and blood. This process is beyond the ken of the wisest man who walks the earth. Your subconscious mind controls all the vital processes and functions of your body and knows the answer to all problems. Your subconscious mind never sleeps and never rests. It is always on the job. You can discover the miracle-working power of your subconscious by plainly stating to your subconscious prior to sleep that you wish a certain specific thing accomplished. You will be delighted to discover that forces within you will be released leading to the desired result. Here, then, is a source of power and wisdom which places you in touch with omnipotence or the power that moves the world, guides the planets in their course, and causes the sun to shine. Your subconscious mind is the source of your ideals, aspirations, and altruistic urges. It was through the subconscious mind that Shakespeare perceived great truths hidden from the average man of his day. Undoubtedly, it was the response of his subconscious mind that caused the Greek sculptor Phidias to portray beauty, order, symmetry, and proportion in marble and bronze. It enabled the Italian artist Raphael to paint Madonnas and Ludwig van Beethoven to compose symphonies. In 1955, I lectured at the Yoga Forest University, Rishikesh, India, and there I chatted with a visiting surgeon from Bombay. He told me about Dr. James Esdale a scotch surgeon who worked in bengal before ether or other modern methods of anesthesia were discovered between 1843 and 1846 dr esdale performed about 400 major operations of all kinds such as amputations removal of tumors and cancerous growths as well as operations on the eye ear and throat all operations were conducted under mental anesthesia only This Indian doctor at Rishikesh informed me that the post-operative mortality rate of patients operated on by Dr. Esdale was extremely low, probably 2 or 3%. Patients felt no pain and there were no deaths during the operations. Dr. Esdale suggested to the subconscious minds of all his patients who were in a hypnotic state that no infection or septic condition would develop. You must remember that this was before Louis Pasteur, Joseph Lister, and others who pointed out the bacterial origin of disease and causes of infection due to unsterilized instruments and virulent organisms. This Indian surgeon said that the reason for the low mortality rate and the general absence of infection, which was reduced to a minimum, was undoubtedly due to the suggestions of Dr. Esdale to the subconscious minds of his patients. They responded according to the nature of his suggestion. It is simply wonderful when you conceive how a surgeon, over 120 years ago, discovered the miraculous wonder-working powers of the subconscious mind. Doesn't it cause you to be seized with a sort of mystic awe when you stop and think of the transcendental powers of your subconscious mind? Consider its extrasensory perceptions such as its capacity for clairvoyance and clairaudience, its independence of time and space, its capacity to render you free from all pain and suffering, and its capacity to get the answer to all problems, be they what they may. All these and many more reveal to you that there is a power and an intelligence within you that far transcends your intellect, causing you to marvel at the wonders of it all. All these experiences cause you to rejoice and believe in the miracle-working powers of your subconscious mind. Your subconscious is your book of life. Whatever thoughts, beliefs, opinions, theories, or dogmas you write, engrave, or impress on your subconscious mind, you shall experience them as the objective manifestation of circumstances, conditions, and events. What you write on the inside, you will experience on the outside... You have two sides to your life, objective and subjective, visible and invisible, thought and its manifestation. Your thought is received by your brain, which is the organ of your conscious reasoning mind. When your conscious or objective mind accepts the thought completely, it is sent to the solar plexus, called the brain of your mind, where it becomes flesh and is made manifest in your experience. As previously outlined, your subconscious cannot argue, it acts only from what you write on it. It accepts your verdict or the conclusions of your conscious mind as final. This is why you are always writing on the book of life, because your thoughts become your experiences. The American essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson said, quote, Man is what he thinks all day long, unquote. What is impressed in the subconscious is expressed. William James, the father of American psychology, said that the power to move the world is in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is one with infinite intelligence and boundless wisdom. It is fed by hidden springs and is called the law of life. Whatever you impress upon your subconscious mind, the latter will move heaven and earth to bring it to pass. You must, therefore, impress it with right ideas and constructive thoughts. The reason there is so much chaos and misery in the world is because people do not understand the interaction of their conscious and subconscious minds. When these two principles work in accord, in concord, in peace, and synchronously together, you will have health, happiness, peace, and joy. There is no sickness or discord when the conscious and subconscious work together harmoniously and peacefully. The tomb of Hermes was opened with great expectancy and a sense of wonder, because people believed that the greatest secret of the ages was contained therein. The secret was, as within, so without, as above, so below. In other words, whatever is impressed in your subconscious mind is expressed on the screen of space. The same truth was proclaimed by Moses, Isaiah, Jesus, Buddha, Zoroaster, Lao Tse, and all the illuminated seers of the ages. Whatever you feel as true subjectively is expressed as conditions, experiences, and events. Motion and emotion must balance. As in heaven, your own mind, so on earth, in your own body and environment. This is the great law of life. You will find throughout all nature the law of action and reaction of rest and motion. These two must balance. Then there will be harmony and equilibrium. You are here to let the life principle flow through you rhythmically and harmoniously. The intake and the outgo must be equal. The impression and the expression must be equal. All your frustration is due to unfulfilled desire. If you think negatively, destructively, and viciously, These thoughts generate destructive emotions, which must be expressed and find an outlet. These emotions, being of a negative nature, are frequently expressed as ulcers, heart trouble, tension and anxieties. What is your idea or feeling about yourself now? Every part of your being expresses that idea, your vitality, body. Financial status, friends and social status represent a perfect reflection of the idea you have of yourself. This is the real meaning of what is impressed in your subconscious mind, and which is expressed in all phases of your life. We injure ourselves by the negative ideas which we entertain. How often have you wounded yourself by getting angry, fearful, jealous or vengeful? These are the poisons that enter your subconscious mind. You were not born with negative attitudes. Feed your subconscious mind life-giving thoughts... and you will wipe out all the negative patterns lodged therein. As you continue to do this... all the past will be wiped out and remembered no more. The subconscious heals a malignancy of the skin. A personal healing will ever be the most convincing evidence... of the healing power of the subconscious mind. Over 40 years ago, I resolved a malignancy of the skin through prayer... Medical therapy had failed to check the growth, and it was getting progressively worse. A clergyman with a deep psychological knowledge explained to me the inner meaning of the 139th psalm, wherein it says, In thy book all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there were none of them. He explained that the term book meant my subconscious mind, which fashioned and molded all my organs from an invisible cell. He also pointed out that inasmuch as my subconscious mind made my body, it could also recreate it and heal it according to the perfect pattern within it. The clergyman showed me his watch and said, This had a maker, and the watchmaker had to have the idea first in mind before the watch became an objective reality. And if the watch was out of order, the watchmaker could fix it. My friend reminded me that the subconscious intelligence which created my body was like a watchmaker, and it also knew exactly how to heal, restore, and direct all the vital functions and processes of my body, but that I had to give it the perfect idea of health. This would act as cause, and the effect would be a healing. I prayed in a very simple way as follows. My body and all its organs were created by the infinite intelligence in my subconscious mind. It knows how to heal me. Its wisdom fashioned all my organs, tissues, muscles, and bones. This infinite healing presence within me is now transforming every atom of my being, making me whole and perfect now. I give thanks for the healing I know is taking place now. Wonderful are the works of the creative intelligence within me. I prayed aloud for about five minutes two or three times a day, repeating the above simple prayer. In about three months, my skin was whole and perfect. As you can see, all I did was give life-giving patterns of wholeness, beauty, and perfection to my subconscious mind, thereby obliterating the negative images and patterns of thought lodged in my subconscious mind, which were the cause of all my trouble. Nothing appears on your body except when the mental equivalent is first in your mind. And as you change your mind by drenching it with incessant affirmatives, you change your body. This is the basis of all healing. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul, subconscious mind, knoweth right well. Psalm 139, verse 14. How the subconscious controls all functions of the body. While you are awake or sound asleep upon your bed, the ceaseless, tireless action of your subconscious mind controls all the vital functions of your body without the help of your conscious mind. For example, while you are asleep, your heart continues to beat rhythmically, your lungs do not rest, and the process of inhalation and exhalation, whereby your blood absorbs fresh air, goes on just the same as when you are awake. Your subconscious controls your digestive processes and glandular secretions, as well as all the other mysterious operations of your body. The hair on your face continues to grow whether you are asleep or awake. Scientists tell us that the skin secretes much more perspiration during sleep than during the waking hours. Your eyes, ears and other senses are active during sleep. For instance, many of our great scientists have received answers to perplexing problems while they were asleep. They saw the answers in a dream. Oftentimes, your conscious mind interferes with the normal rhythm of your heart, lungs, and functioning of the stomach and intestines by worry, anxiety, fear, and depression. These patterns of thought interfere with the harmonious functioning of your subconscious mind. When mentally disturbed, the best procedure is to let go, relax, and still the wheels of your thought processes. Speak to your subconscious mind telling it to take over in peace, harmony, and divine order. You will find that all the functions of your body will become normal again. Be sure to speak to your subconscious mind with authority and conviction, and it will conform to your command. Your subconscious seeks to preserve your life and restore you to health at all costs. It causes you to love your children, which also illustrates an instinctive desire to preserve all life. Let us suppose you accidentally ate some bad food. Your subconscious mind would cause you to regurgitate it if you inadvertently took some poison. Your subconscious powers would proceed to neutralize it. If you completely entrusted yourself to its wonder-working power, you would be entirely restored to health. How to get the subconscious to work for you? The first thing to realize is that your subconscious mind is always working. It is active night and day whether you act upon it or not. Your subconscious is the builder of your body, but you cannot consciously perceive or hear that inner silent process. Your business is with your conscious mind and not your subconscious mind. Just keep your conscious mind busy with the expectation of the best and make sure the thoughts you habitually think are based on whatsoever things are lovely, true, just and of good report. Begin now to take care of your conscious mind knowing in your heart and soul that your subconscious mind is always expressing, reproducing, and manifesting according to your habitual thinking. Remember, just as water takes the shape of the pipe it flows through, the life principle in you flows through you according to the nature of your thoughts. Claim that the healing presence in your subconscious is flowing through you as harmony, health, peace, joy, and abundance. Think of it as a living intelligence, a lovely companion on the way. Firmly believe it is continually flowing through you, vivifying, inspiring, and prospering you. It will respond exactly this way. It is done unto you as you believe. Healing Principle of the Subconscious Restores Atrophied Optic Nerves There is the well-known, duly authenticated case of Madame Buret of France. ...recorded in the archives of the Medical Department of Lourdes, France. She was blind. The optic nerves were atrophied and useless. She visited Lourdes and had what she termed a miraculous healing. Ruth Cranston, a Protestant young lady who investigated and wrote about healings at Lourdes in McCall's magazine... ...November 1955, writes about Madame Biret as follows. Quote, At Lourdes, she regained her sight incredibly with the optic nerves still lifeless and useless, as several doctors could testify after repeated examinations. A month later, upon re-examination, it was found that the seeing mechanism had been restored to normal. But at first, so as far as medical examination could tell, she was seeing with dead eyes. I have visited Lourdes several times where I too witnessed some healings, and of course, as we shall explain in the next chapter, there is no doubt that healings take place at many shrines throughout the world, Christian and non-Christian. Madame Biret, to whom we just referred, was not healed by the waters of the shrine, but by her own subconscious mind, which responded to her belief. The healing principle within her subconscious mind responded to the nature of her thought. Belief is a thought in the subconscious mind. It means to accept something as true. The thought accepted executes itself automatically. Undoubtedly, Madame Biret went to the shrine with expectancy and great faith, knowing in her heart that she would receive a healing. Her subconscious mind responded accordingly, releasing the ever present healing forces. The subconscious mind, which created the I, can certainly bring a dead nerve back to life. What the Creative Principle created, it can recreate. According to your belief, it is done unto you. How to Convey the Idea of Perfect Health to Your Subconscious Mind A Protestant minister I knew in Johannesburg, South Africa, told me the method he used to convey the idea of perfect health to his subconscious mind. He had cancer of the lung. His technique, as given to me in his own handwriting, is exactly as follows. Several times a day I would make certain that I was completely relaxed mentally and physically. I relaxed my body by speaking to it as follows. My feet are relaxed, my ankles are relaxed, my legs are relaxed, my abdominal muscles are relaxed, my heart and lungs are relaxed, my head is relaxed. My whole being is completely relaxed. After about five minutes, I would be in a sleepy, drowsy state, and then I affirm the following truth. The perfection of God is now being expressed through me. The idea of perfect health is now filling my subconscious mind. The image God has of me is a perfect image, and my subconscious mind recreates my body in perfect accordance with the perfect image held in the mind of God. This minister had a remarkable healing. This is a simple, easy way of conveying the idea of perfect health to your subconscious mind. Another wonderful way to convey the idea of health to your subconscious is through disciplined or scientific imagination. I told a man who was suffering from functional paralysis to make a vivid picture of himself walking around his office, touching the desk, answering the telephone and doing all the things he ordinarily would do if he were healed. I explained to him that this idea and mental picture of perfect health would be accepted by his subconscious mind. He lived the role and actually felt himself back in the office. He knew that he was giving his subconscious mind something definite to work upon. His subconscious mind was the film upon which the picture was impressed. One day, after several weeks of frequent conditioning of the mind with his mental picture, the telephone rang by prearrangement and kept ringing while his wife and nurse were out. The telephone was about 12 feet away, but nevertheless he managed to answer it. He was healed at that hour. The healing power of his subconscious mind responded to his mental imagery, and a healing followed. This man had a mental block, which prevented impulses from the brain reaching his legs. Therefore, he said he could not walk. When he shifted his attention to the healing power within him, the power flowed through his focused attention, enabling him to walk. Whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22 Ideas worth remembering 1. Your subconscious mind controls all the vital processes of your body, and knows the answer to all problems. 2. Prior to sleep, turn over a specific request to your subconscious mind and prove its miracle-working power to yourself. 3. Whatever you impress on your subconscious mind is expressed on the screen of space as conditions, experiences, and events. Therefore, you should carefully watch all ideas and thoughts entertained in your conscious mind. 4. The law of action and reaction is universal. Your thought is action, and the reaction is the automatic response of your subconscious mind to your thought. Watch your thoughts. 5. All frustration is due to unfulfilled desires. If you dwell on obstacles, delays, and difficulties, your subconscious mind responds accordingly, and you are blocking your own good. Six. The life principle will flow through you rhythmically and harmoniously if you consciously affirm, I believe that the subconscious power which gave me this desire is now fulfilling it through me. This dissolves all conflicts. 7. You can interfere with the normal rhythm of your heart, lungs, and other organs by worry, anxiety, and fear. Feed your subconscious with thoughts of harmony, health, and peace and all the functions of your body will become normal again. 8. Keep your conscious mind busy with the expectation of the best, and your subconscious will faithfully reproduce your habitual thinking. 9. Imagine the happy ending or solution to your problem. Feel the thrill of accomplishment, and what you imagine and feel will be accepted by your subconscious mind and bring it to pass. Chapter 4. Mental Healings in Ancient Times Down through the ages, men of all nations have somehow instinctively believed that somewhere there resided a healing power, which could restore to normal the functions and sensations of man's body. They believed that this strange power could be invoked under certain conditions and that the alleviation of human suffering would follow. The History of All Nations presents testimony in support of this belief. In the early history of the world, The power of secretly influencing men for good or evil, including the healing of the sick, was supposed to be a power derived directly by them from God, and the procedures and processes of healing varied throughout the world. The healing processes took the form of supplications to God attended by various ceremonies, such as the laying on of hands, incantations, the application of amulets, talismans, rings, relics, and images. For example, in the religions of antiquity, priests in the ancient temples gave drugs to the patient and practiced hypnotic suggestions prior to the patient's sleep, telling him that the gods would visit him in his sleep and heal him. Many healings followed. Obviously, all this was the work of potent suggestions to the subconscious mind. After the performance of certain mysterious rites, the devotees of Hecate would see the goddess during sleep, provided that before going to sleep, They had prayed to her according to weird and fantastic instructions. They were told to mix lizards with resin, frankincense, and myrrh, and pound all this together in the open air under the crescent moon. Healings were reported in many cases following this grotesque procedure. It is obvious that these strange procedures, as mentioned in the illustrations given, favored suggestion and acceptance by the subconscious mind of these people by making a powerful appeal to their imagination. Actually, in all these healings, the subconscious mind of the subject was the healer. In all ages, unofficial healers have obtained remarkable results in cases where authorized medical skill has failed. This gives cause for thought. How do these healers in all parts of the world affect their cures? The answer to all these healings is due to the blind belief of the sick person, which released the healing power resident in his subconscious mind. Many of the remedies and methods employed were rather strange and fantastic which fared the imagination of the patients causing an aroused emotional state. This state of mind facilitated the suggestion of health and was accepted by both the conscious and subconscious mind of the sick. This will be elaborated on further in the next chapter. Biblical Accounts of the Use of the Subconscious Powers What things soever ye desire. When ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Note the difference in tenses. The inspired writer tells us to believe and accept as true the fact that our desire has already been accomplished and fulfilled, that it is already completed, and that its realization will follow as a thing in the future. The success of this technique depends on the confident conviction that the thought, the idea, the picture is already a fact in mind. In order for anything to have substance in the realm of mind, it must be thought of as actually existing there. Here in a few cryptic words is a concise and specific direction for making use of the creative power of thought by impressing upon the subconscious the particular thing which you desire. Your thought, idea, plan, or purpose is as real on its own plane as your hand or your heart, In following the biblical technique, you completely eliminate from your mind all consideration of conditions, circumstances, or anything which might imply adverse contingencies. You are planting a seed, concept, in the mind, which, if you leave it undisturbed, will infallibly germinate into external fruition. The prime condition which Jesus insisted upon was faith. Over and over again you read in the Bible, According to your faith, it is done unto you. If you plant certain types of seeds in the ground, you have faith they will grow after their kind. This is the way of seeds, and trusting the laws of growth and agriculture, you know that the seeds will come forth after their kind. Faith as mentioned in the Bible is a way of thinking, an attitude of mind, an inner certitude, Knowing that the idea you fully accept in your conscious mind will be embodied in your subconscious mind and made manifest. Faith is, in a sense, accepting as true what your reason and senses deny. For example, a shutting out of the little, rational, analytical conscious mind and embracing an attitude of complete reliance on the inner power of your subconscious mind. A classical instance of Bible technique is recorded in Matthew Chapter 9, verses 28-30 to 30. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth. In the words, according to your faith, be it unto you. You can see that Jesus was actually appealing to the cooperation of the subconscious mind of the blind men. Their faith was their great expectancy, their inner feeling, their inner conviction, that something miraculous would happen, and that their prayer would be answered. And it was. This is the time-honored technique of healing, utilized alike by all healing groups throughout the world, regardless of their religious affiliation. In the words see that no man know it. Jesus enjoins the newly healed patients not to discuss their healing, because they might be subjected to the skeptical and derogatory criticisms of the unbelieving. This might tend to undo the benefits they had received at the hand of Jesus by depositing thoughts of fear, doubt, and anxiety in the subconscious mind. For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits, and they came out. Luke chapter 4, verse 36. When the sick came to Jesus to be healed, they were healed by their faith, together with his faith and understanding of the healing power of the subconscious mind. Whatever he decreed, he felt inwardly to be true. He and the people needing help were in the one universal subjective mind, and his silent inner knowing and conviction of the healing power changed the negative destructive patterns in the patient's subconscious. The resultant healings were the automatic response to the internal mental change. His command was his appeal to the subconscious mind of the patients plus his awareness, feeling and absolute trust in the response of the subconscious mind to the words, which he spoke with authority. Miracles at various shrines throughout the world. It is an established fact that cures have taken place at various shrines throughout the world such as in Japan, India, Europe, and America. I have visited several of the famous shrines in Japan. At the world-famous shrine called Dayabutsu is a gigantic divinity of bronze, where Buddha is seated with folded hands, and the head is inclined in an attitude of profound contemplative ecstasy. It is 42 feet in height, and is called the Great Buddha. Here I saw young and old making offerings at its feet, money, fruit, rice, and oranges were offered. Candles were lit, incense was burned, and prayers of petition recited. The guide explained the chant of a young girl as she murmured a prayer, bowed low, and placed two oranges as an offering. She also lit a candle. He said she had lost her voice, and it was restored at the shrine. She was thanking Buddha for restoring her voice. She had the simple faith that Buddha would give her back her singing voice if she followed a certain ritual, fasted, and made certain offerings. All this helped to kindle faith and expectancy, resulting in a conditioning of her mind to the point of belief. Her subconscious mind responded to her belief. To illustrate further the power of imagination and blind belief, I will relate the case of a relative of mine who had tuberculosis. His lungs were badly diseased his son decided to heal his father. He came home to Perth, Western Australia, where his father lived, and said to him that he had met a monk who had returned from one of the healing shrines in Europe. This monk sold him a piece of the true cross. He said that he gave the monk the equivalent of $500 for it. This young man had actually picked up a splinter of wood from the sidewalk, went to the jewelers, and had it set in a ring so that it looked real. He told his father that many were healed just by touching the ring or the cross. He inflamed and fired his father's imagination to the point that the old gentleman snatched the ring from him, placed it over his chest, prayed silently, and went to sleep. In the morning, he was healed. All the clinic's tests proved negative. You know, of course, it was not the splinter of wood from the sidewalk that healed him. It was his imagination aroused to an intense degree plus the confident expectancy of a perfect healing. Imagination was joined to faith, or subjective feeling, and the union of the two brought about a healing. The father never learned of the trick that had been played upon him. If he had, he probably would have had a relapse. He remained completely cured and passed away 15 years later at the age of 89. One Universal Healing Principle It is a well-known fact that all of the various schools of healing affect cures of the most wonderful character. The most obvious conclusion, which strikes your mind, is that there must be some underlying principle which is common to them all, namely the subconscious mind, and the one process of healing is faith. It will now be in order to recall to your mind once more the following fundamental truths. First, that you possess mental functions which have been distinguished by designating one the conscious mind, and the other, the subconscious mind. Secondly, your subconscious mind is constantly amenable to the power of suggestion. Furthermore, your subconscious mind has complete control of the functions, conditions, and sensations of your body. I venture to believe that all the readers of this book are familiar with the fact that symptoms of almost any disease can be induced in hypnotic subjects by suggestion. For example, A subject in the hypnotic state can develop a high temperature, flushed face, or chills according to the nature of the suggestion given. By experiment, you can suggest to the person that he is paralyzed and cannot walk. It will be so. By illustration, you can hold a cup of cold water under the nose of the hypnotic subject and tell him, this is full of pepper, smell it. He will proceed to sneeze. What do you think caused him to sneeze, the water or the suggestion? If a man says he is allergic to Timothy grass, you can place a synthetic flower or an empty glass in front of his nose. When he is in a hypnotic state and tell him it is Timothy grass, he will portray the usual allergic symptoms. This indicates that the cause of the disease is in the mind. The healing of the disease can also take place mentally. You realize that remarkable healings take place through osteopathy, chiropractic medicine, and naturopathy as well as through all the various religious bodies throughout the world. But it is obvious that all these healings are brought about through the subconscious mind. The only healer there is. Notice how it heals a cut on your face caused by shaving. It knows exactly how to do it. The doctor dresses the wound and says, Nature heals it. Nature refers to natural law, the law of the subconscious mind, or self-preservation, which is the function of the subconscious mind. The instinct of self-preservation is the first law of nature. Your strongest instinct is the most potent of all auto-suggestions. Widely Different Theories It would be tedious and unprofitable to discuss to any great extent the numerous theories advanced by different religious sects and prayer therapy groups. There are a great number who claim that because their theory produces results, it is, therefore, the correct one. This, as explained in this chapter cannot be true. You are aware that there are all types of healing. Franz Anton Mesmer, an Austrian physician, 1734 to 1815, who practiced in Paris, discovered that by applying magnets to the diseased body, he could cure that disease miraculously. He also performed cures with various other pieces of glass and metals. He discontinued this form of healing and claimed that his cures were due to animal magnetism, theorizing that this substance was projected from the healer to the patient. His method of treating disease from then on was by hypnotism, which was called mesmerism in his day. Other physicians said that all his healings were due to suggestion and nothing else. All of these groups, such as psychiatrists, psychologists, osteopaths, chiropractors, physicians, and all the churches are using the one universal power resident in the subconscious mind. Each may proclaim the healings are due to their theory. The process of all healing is a definite, positive mental attitude, an inner attitude, or a way of thinking called faith. Healing is due to a confident expectancy, which acts as a powerful suggestion to the subconscious mind, releasing its healing potency. One man does not heal by a different power than another. It is true, he may have his own theory or method. There is only one process of healing, and that is faith. There is only one healing power, namely your subconscious mind. Select the theory and method you prefer. You can, rest assured, if you have faith, you shall get results. Views of Paracelsus Philippus Paracelsus, a famous Swiss alchemist and physician who lived from 1493 to 1541, was a great healer in his day. He stated what is now an obvious scientific fact when he uttered these words. Whether the object of your faith be real or false, you will nevertheless obtain the same effects. Thus, if I believed in St. Peter's statue, as I should have believed in St. Peter himself, I shall obtain the same effects that I should have obtained from St. Peter. But that is superstition. Faith, however, produces miracles. And whether it is true or false faith, It will always produce the same wonders. The views of Paracelsus were also entertained in the 16th century by Pietro Pomponazzi, an Italian philosopher and contemporary of Paracelsus, who said, we can easily conceive the marvelous effects which confidence and imagination can produce, particularly when both qualities are reciprocated between the subjects and the person who influences them. The cure is attributed to the influence of certain relics, are the effect of their imagination and confidence. Quacks and philosophers know that if the bones of any skeleton were put in place of the saints' bones, the sick would nonetheless experience beneficial effects if they believed that they were veritable relics. Then, if you believe in the bones of saints to heal, or if you believe in the healing power of certain waters, you will get the results because of the powerful suggestion given to your subconscious mind. It is the latter that does the healing. Bernheim's Experiments Hippolyte Bernheim, professor of medicine at Nancy France, 1910-1919, to 1919, was the expounder of the fact that the suggestion of the physician to the patient was exerted through the subconscious mind. Bernheim, in his Suggestive Therapeutics, page 197, tells a story of a man with paralysis of the tongue, which had yielded to no form of treatment. His doctor told the patient that he had a new instrument with which he promised to heal him. He introduced a pocket thermometer into the patient's mouth. The patient imagined it to be the instrument which was to save him. In a few moments, he cried out joyfully that he could once more move his tongue freely. Among our cases, continues Bernheim, facts of the same sort will be found. A young girl came into my office, having suffered from complete loss of speech for nearly four weeks. After making sure of the diagnosis, I told my students that loss of speech sometimes yielded instantly to electricity, which might act simply by its suggestive influence. I sent for the induction apparatus. I applied my hand over the larynx and moved a little and said, Now you can speak aloud. In an instant, I made her say A, then B, then Maria. She continued to speak distinctively the loss of voice had disappeared. Here, Bernheim is showing the power of faith and expectancy on the part of the patient, which acts as a powerful suggestion to the subconscious mind. Producing a blister by suggestion. Bernheim states that he produced a blister on the back of a patient's neck by applying a postage stamp and suggesting to the patient that it was a fly plaster. This has been confirmed by the experiments and experiences of many doctors in many parts of the world, which leave no doubt that the structural changes are a possible result of oral suggestion to patients. The cause of bloody stigmata. In Hudson's Law of Physic Phenomena, page 153, he states, hemorrhages and bloody stigmata may be induced in certain subjects by means of suggestion. Dr. M. Buru, put a subject into the somnambulistic condition and gave him the following suggestion. At 4 o'clock this afternoon, after the hypnosis, you will come into my office, sit down in the armchair, cross your arms upon your breast, and your nose will begin to bleed. At the hour appointed, the young man did as directed. Several drops of blood came from the left nostril. On another occasion, the same investigator traced the patient's name on both his forearms with the dull point of an instrument. Then, when the patient was in the somnambulistic condition, he said, At four o'clock this afternoon, you will go to sleep, and your arms will bleed along the lines which I have traced, and your name will appear written on your arms in letters of blood. He was watched at four o'clock and seen to fall asleep. On the left arm, the letters stood out in bright relief, and in several places there were drops of blood. The letters were still visible three months afterward, although they had gradually grown faint. These facts demonstrate at once the correctness of the two fundamental propositions previously stated, namely, the constant amenability of the subconscious mind to the power of suggestion and the perfect control, which the subconscious mind exercises over the functions, sensations, and conditions of the body. All the foregoing phenomena dramatize vividly abnormal conditions induced by suggestion and are conclusive proof That as a man thinketh in his heart, subconscious mind, so is he. Healing Points in Review 1. Remind yourself frequently that the healing power is in your subconscious mind. 2. Know that faith is like a seed planted in the ground. It grows after its kind. Plant the idea, seed, in your mind. Water and fertilize it with expectancy, and it will manifest. 3. The idea you have for a book, new invention, or play is real in your mind. This is why you can believe you have it now. Believe in the reality of your idea, plan, or invention, and as you do, it will become manifest. 4. In praying for another, know that your silent inner knowing of wholeness, beauty, and perfection can change the negative patterns of the other's subconscious mind and bring about wonderful results. 5. The miraculous healings you hear about at various shrines are due to imagination and blind faith, which act on the subconscious mind, releasing the healing power. 6. All disease originates in the mind. Nothing appears on the body unless there is a mental pattern corresponding to it. 7. The symptoms of almost any disease can be induced in you by hypnotic suggestion. This shows you the power of your thought. Eight. There is only one process of healing, and that is faith. There is only one healing power, namely your subconscious mind. 9. Whether the object of your faith is real or false, you will get results. Your subconscious mind responds to the thought in your mind. Look upon faith as a thought in your mind, and that will suffice. Chapter 5. Mental Healings in Modern Times Everyone is definitely concerned with the healing of bodily conditions and human affairs. What is it that heals? Where is this healing power? These are questions asked by everyone. The answer is that this healing power is in the subconscious mind of each person, and a changed mental attitude on the part of the sick person releases this healing power. No mental or religious science practitioner, psychologist, psychiatrist, or medical doctor ever healed a patient. There is an old saying, the doctor dresses the wound, but God heals it. The psychologist or psychiatrist proceeds to remove the mental blocks in the patient so that the healing principle may be released, restoring the patient to health. Likewise, the surgeon removes the physical block enabling the healing currents to function normally. No physician, surgeon, or mental science practitioner Claims that he healed the patient. The one healing power is called by many names. Nature, life, God, creative intelligence, and subconscious power. As previously outlined, there are many different methods used to remove the mental, emotional, and physical blocks, which inhibit the flow of the healing life principle animating all of us. The healing principle resident in your subconscious mind can and will, if properly directed by you or some other person, Heal your mind and body of all disease. This healing principle is operative in all men regardless of creed, color, or race. You do not have to belong to some particular church in order to use and participate in this healing process. Your subconscious will heal the burn or cut on your hand even though you profess to be an atheist or agnostic. The modern mental therapeutic procedure is based on the truth that the infinite intelligence and power of your subconscious mind responds according to your faith. The mental science practitioner or minister follows the injunction of the Bible. For example, he goes into his closet and shuts the door. Which means he stills his mind, relaxes, lets go, and thinks of the infinite healing presence within him. He closes the door of his mind to all outside distractions as well as appearances. And then, he quietly and knowingly turns over his request or desire to his subconscious mind, realizing that the intelligence of his mind will answer him according to his specific needs. The most wonderful thing to know is this. Imagine the end desired and feel its reality. Then the infinite life principle will respond to your conscious choice and your conscious request. This is the meaning of belief you have received and you shall receive. This is what the modern mental scientist does when he practices prayer therapy. One process of healing. There is only one universal healing principle operating through everything. The cat, the dog, the tree, the grass, the wind, the earth. For everything is alive. This life principle operates through the animal, vegetable and mineral kingdoms as instinct and the law of growth. Man is consciously aware of this life principle and he can consciously direct it to bless himself in countless ways. There are many different approaches, techniques, and methods in using the universal power, but there is only one process of healing, which is faith. For according to your faith is it done unto you. The Law of Belief All religions of the world represent forms of belief, and these beliefs are explained in many ways. The law of life is belief. What do you believe about yourself? life and the universe. It is done unto you as you believe. Belief is a thought in your mind, which causes the power of your subconscious to be distributed into all phases of your life according to your thinking habits. You must realize the Bible is not talking about your belief in some ritual, ceremony, form, institution, man, or formula. It is talking about belief itself. The belief of your mind is simply the thought of your mind. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. It is foolish to believe in something to hurt or harm you. Remember, it is not the thing believed in that hurts or harms you, but the belief or thought in your mind which creates the result. All your experiences, all your actions, and all the events and circumstances of your life are but the reflections and reactions to your own thought. Prayer Therapy is the combined function of the conscious and subconscious mind, scientifically directed. Prayer Therapy is the synchronized, harmonious, and intelligent function of the conscious and subconscious levels of mind, specifically directed for a definite purpose. In Scientific Prayer or Prayer Therapy, you must know what you are doing and why you are doing it. You trust the Law of Healing. Prayer therapy is sometimes referred to as mental treatment, and another term is scientific prayer. In prayer therapy, you consciously choose a certain idea, mental picture or plan, which you desire to experience. You realize your capacity to convey this idea or mental image to your subconscious by feeling the reality of the state assumed. As you remain faithful in your mental attitude, your prayer will be answered. Prayer therapy is a definite mental action for a definite specific purpose. Let us suppose that you decide to heal a certain difficulty by prayer therapy. You are aware that your problem or sickness, whatever it may be, must be caused by negative thoughts charged with fear and lodged in your subconscious mind. And that if you can succeed in cleansing your mind of these thoughts, you will get a healing. You, therefore, turn to the healing power within your subconscious mind and remind yourself of its infinite power and intelligence and its capacity to heal all conditions. As you dwell on these truths, your fear will begin to dissolve, and the recollection of these truths also corrects the erroneous beliefs. You give thanks for the healing that you know will come, and then you keep your mind off the difficulty until you feel guided, after an interval, to pray again. While you're praying... You absolutely refuse to give any power to the negative conditions or to admit for a second that the healing will not come. This attitude of mind brings about the harmonious union of the conscious and subconscious mind, which releases the healing power. Faith healing, what it means and how blind faith works. What is popularly termed faith healing is not the faith mentioned in the Bible, which means a knowledge of the interaction of the conscious and subconscious mind. A faith healer is one who heals without any real scientific understanding of the powers and forces involved. He may claim that he has a special gift of healing, and the sick person's blind belief in him or his powers may bring results. The voodoo doctor in South Africa and other parts of the world may heal by incantations, or a person may be healed by touching the so-called bones of saints, or anything else which causes the patients to honestly believe in the method or process. Any method which causes you to move from fear and worry to faith and expectancy will heal. There are many persons, each of whom claims that because his personal theory produces results, it is, therefore, the correct one. This, as already explained in this chapter, cannot be true. To illustrate how blind faith works, you will recall our discussion of the Swiss physician Franz Anton Mesmer. In 1776, he claimed many cures when he stroked diseased bodies with artificial magnets. Later on, he threw away his magnets and evolved the theory of animal magnetism. This he held to be a fluid which pervades the universe, but is most active in the human organism. He claimed that this magnetic fluid, which was going forth from him to his patients, healed them. People flocked to him, and many wonderful cures were effected. Mesmer moved to Paris, and while there, the government appointed a commission composed of physicians and members of the Academy of Science, of which Benjamin Franklin was a member, to investigate his cures. The report admitted the leading facts claimed by Mesmer, but held that there was no evidence to prove the correctness of his magnetic fluid theory, and said the effects were due to the imagination of the patients. Soon after this, Mesmer was driven into exile and died in 1815. Shortly afterwards, Dr. Braid of Manchester undertook to show that magnetic fluid had nothing to do with the production of the healings of Dr. Mesmer. Dr. Braid discovered that patients could be thrown into hypnotic sleep by suggestion, during which many of the well-known phenomena ascribed to magnetism by Mesmer could be produced. You can readily see that all these cures were undoubtedly brought about by the active imagination of the patients together with a powerful suggestion of health to their subconscious minds. All this could be termed blind faith, as there was no understanding in those days as to how the cures were brought about. Subjective Faith and What It Means You will recall the proposition, which need not be repeated at length, that the subjective or subconscious mind of an individual is as amenable to the control of his own conscious or objective mind as it is by the suggestions of another. It follows that whatever may be your objective belief, if you will assume to have faith actively or passively, your subconscious mind will be controlled by the suggestion and your desire will be fulfilled. The faith required in mental healings is a purely subjective faith, and it is attainable upon the cessation of active opposition on the part of the objective or conscious mind. In the healing of the body, it is, of course, desirable to secure the concurrent faith of both the conscious and subconscious mind. However, it is not always essential if you will enter into a state of passivity and receptivity by relaxing the mind and the body and getting into a sleepy state. In this drowsy state, your passivity becomes receptive to subjective impressions. Recently, I was asked by a man, How is it that I got a healing through a minister? I do not believe what he said when he told me that there is no such thing as disease and that matter does not exist. This man at first thought his intelligence was being insulted, and he protested against such a palpable absurdity. The explanation is simple. He was quieted by soothing words and told to get into a perfectly passive condition, to say nothing, and to think of nothing for the time being. His minister also became passive and affirmed quietly, peacefully and constantly for about one half hour that this man would have perfect health, peace, harmony, and wholeness. He felt immense relief and was restored to health. It is easy to see that his subjective faith had been made manifest by his passivity under treatment, and the suggestions of perfect healthfulness by the minister were conveyed to his subconscious mind. The two subjective minds were then on rapport. The minister was not handicapped by antagonistic auto suggestions of the patient arising from objective doubt of the power of the healer or the correctness of the theory. In this sleepy, drowsy state, the conscious mind resistance is reduced to a minimum and results followed. The subconscious mind of the patient being necessarily controlled by such suggestion exercised its functions in accordance therewith and a healing followed. The meaning of absent treatment. Suppose you learn that your mother was sick in New York City, and you lived in Los Angeles. Your mother would not be physically present where you are, but you could pray for her. It is the Father within which doeth the work. The creative law of mind, subconscious mind, serves you and will do the work. Its response to you is automatic. Your treatment is for the purpose of inducing an inner realization of health and harmony in your mentality. This inner realization, acting through the subconscious mind, operates through your mother's subconscious mind as there is but one creative mind. Your thoughts of health, vitality, and perfection operate through the one universal subjective mind and set a law in motion on the subjective side of life, which manifests through her body as a healing. In the mind principle, there is no time or space. It is the same mind that operates through your mother, no matter where she may be. In reality, there is no absent treatment as opposed to present treatment, for the universal mind is omnipresent. You do not try to send out thoughts or hold a thought. Your treatment is a conscious movement of thought, and as you become conscious of the qualities of health, well-being, and realization, these qualities will be resurrected in the experience of your mother, and results will follow. The following is a perfect example of what is called absent treatment. Recently, a listener to our radio program in Los Angeles prayed as follows for her mother in New York who had a coronary thrombosis. The healing presence is right where my mother is. Her bodily condition is but a reflection of her thought life, like shadows cast on the screen. I know that in order to change the images on the screen, I must change the projection reel. My mind is the projection reel, and I now project in my own mind the image of wholeness, harmony and perfect health for my mother the infinite healing presence which created my mother's body and all her organs is now saturating every atom of her being and a river of peace flows through every cell of her body the doctors are divinely guided and directed and whoever touches my mother is guided to do the right thing i know that disease has no ultimate reality if it had no one could be healed I now align myself with the infinite principle of love and life, and I know and decree that harmony, health, and peace are now being expressed in my mother's body. She prayed in the above manner several times daily, and her mother had a most remarkable recovery after a few days, much to the amazement of her specialist. He complimented her on her great faith in the power of God. The conclusion arrived at in the daughter's mind set the creative law of mind in motion on the subjective side of life, which manifested itself through her mother's body as perfect health and harmony. What the daughter felt as true about her mother was simultaneously resurrected in the experience of her mother. Releasing the kinetic action of the subconscious mind A psychologist friend of mine told me that one of his lungs was infected. X-rays and analysis showed the presence of tuberculosis. At night, before going to sleep, he would quietly affirm, Every cell, nerve, tissue, and muscle of my lungs are now being made whole, pure, and perfect. My whole body is being restored to health and harmony. These are not his exact words, but they represent the essence of what he affirmed. A complete healing followed in about a month's time. Subsequent x-rays showed a perfect healing. I wanted to know his method, so I asked him why he repeated the words prior to sleep. Here is his reply. The kinetic action of the subconscious mind continues throughout your sleep time period. Hence, give the subconscious mind something good to work on as you drop off into slumber. This was a very wise answer. In thinking of harmony and perfect health, he never mentioned his trouble by name. I strongly suggest that you cease talking about your ailments or giving them a name. The only sap from which they draw life is your attention and fear of them. Like the above-mentioned psychologist, become a mental surgeon. Then your troubles will be cut off like dead branches are pruned from a tree. If you are constantly naming your aches and symptoms, you inhibit the kinetic action, which means the release of the healing power and energy of your subconscious mind. Furthermore. By the law of your own mind, these imaginings tend to take shape. As the thing I greatly feared, fill your mind with the great truths of life and walk forward in the light of love. Summary of your aids to health. 1. Find out what it is that heals you. Realize that correct directions given to your subconscious mind will heal your mind and body. 2. Develop a definite plan for turning over your requests or desires to your subconscious mind. 3. Imagine the end desired and feel its reality. Follow it through and you will get definite results. 4. Decide what belief is. Know that belief is a thought in your mind and what you think you create. 5. It is foolish to believe in sickness and something to hurt or to harm you. Believe in perfect health, prosperity, peace, wealth, and divine guidance. 6. Great and noble thoughts upon which you habitually dwell become great acts. 7. Apply the power of prayer therapy in your life. Choose a certain plan, idea, or mental picture. Mentally and emotionally unite with that idea, and as you remain faithful to your mental attitude, your prayer will be answered. 8. Always remember. If you really want the power to heal, you can have it through faith, which means a knowledge of the working of your conscious and subconscious mind. Faith comes with understanding. 9. Blind faith means that a person may get results in healing without any scientific understanding of the powers and forces involved. 10. Learn to pray for your loved ones who may be ill. Quiet your mind and your thoughts of health, vitality, and perfection operating through the one universal subjective mind will be felt and resurrected in the mind of your loved one. Chapter... Yeah, 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 yeah. E-Society and its... will be felt and... Mind will be felt and resurrected in the mind of your loved
0: I think that's a good place to take a pause, and we will return tomorrow night. I've just decided. I've just decided we will return to this tomorrow night uh, While it is still fresh While we are still in the vibe uh, I think that, that was the first third Roughly over the book Maybe a quarter, quarter, quarter going on the third So we'll do it again tomorrow And, uh, and I think that would be cool I think that will be useful How'd you all enjoy that so far? Hit t- I just hypnotized my myself and sung Jason says, first three chapters. That was the first three chapters. <laughs> How many chapters are there in this book? Sway says, suddenly the memes that say have anxiety just stop make sense with this added context. Well, exactly. Feels like it works. Shecky, what's up? Says, I love it. Big Bad Wolf says, you are a don. Hey, thanks. Shaky says, I'm going to listen to this a lot. Cosmic Kangaroo says, books helps to explain the power of meaning. Exactly. This is cool because this is a real deep dive, right? This really goes quite deep on, on certain things. It's a great companion piece to the record I've almost finished making, which is like a super condensed version of this. Hey, thank you, Calvin Collins, for the support. He says this was great. Uh, thank you, Sergio Uh He said, if we do not allow ourselves to believe that... <laughs> if we do not allow ourselves to believe that the bullets are real, they can't kill us. Exactly. I know the bullets are unreal, therefore they can't help me. Exactly. Exactly. That's a reference to uh, one of our songs. Which samples Star Trek, of all things. Uh, thank you, Melinda. Who sent a super chat earlier and said Joseph Murphy heals? Jason says this book has 20 chapters in total. Uh, going on that, that if it has, has chapter, 20 chapters in total, uh, it, that would suggest it was, that we were. I um, was <laughs> so good at math. That's 20 divided by 3. Uh, that we were certainly not as far through it as, as we actually are but uh, that is probably because the later chapters are shorter I guess uh, I have the audio file in front of me and we've basically done about 30, 27% I would say Spigandi says good content, good set Uh, Michael says this is canonically how it works in 40k work log Uh, Jason says a week of Dr. Murphy well we can't do him all week because tomorrow is Thursday and Friday we're having a party we can't have a we can't do Dr. Murphy on a party night I'm afraid Uh, but we certainly can do him tomorrow we were going to do something else tomorrow but I hadn't announced it yet and now it's been postponed and you'll never know you'll never know um but uh, oh, I forgot that little loop was playing. This is that? That was playing the whole time for like the past eight minutes or something. That little ooh, nice that, isn't it? Shouts out to that ooh, um, and shouts out to you. Yeah. You know. uh, Sway says uh, maybe a draft document could exist on Discord that could house the collective wisdom and opinions of our meaning wave speakers. Uh, the mass of meaning wave ethos terence says. peterson implies rogan demands uh and so on and so forth jocko Willett commands yeah this has long been a dream of mine for such a thing and uh wanna you know i'm looking forward to the ultimate meaning wave website uh which will exist and uh that will have all of that sort of thing i have this wonderful vision of being able to sort of navigate all these people and uh, ideas and things and join things together and move things around and look up this and how does that fit to that and this song this and how it all fits together and uh, that's going to be wonderful you know uh, 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 uh. amcast says i don't know what discord is but that sounds nice uh discord is kind of uh, how would you describe discord remember in the early days of the internet uh, you had message boards right in the early days of the internet it was message boards. discord's like a big message board machine and people talk in various rooms and things and meeting wave has a a discord and you can join it there's a link in the description of this broadcast and people hang out there and have conversations and it's it's chill and uh so on and so forth and it can be a lot more than that again i'm looking forward to doing more with the discord uh and doing more cool and fun and interesting and engaging things with the with you guys you know with you guys that's what it's all about. It's all about you guys. Um, Sway says, uh, Amcast is like messenger. No, I don't know. You lot, can, can you lot describe Discord? I'm so fried from a full day of work and going to the gym and then coming straight here. And these, these are so intense, these things. Uh, it's really quite hard to describe. There's nothing else quite like it, like listening to something and uh, simultaneously providing the music for it. Uh, so you're like deep in your zone of mixing which is a thing all of its own aside from adding anything else to the thing so it's very interesting and very cool but anyway yes uh, we'll do part 2 of this tomorrow and uh, I hope you'll come and uh, I'm sure you will and it'll be great and um, Uh, what up Melinda says uh, something about someone's affirmations on YouTube being good but I don't see who it was uh, Sudjeter says, "Maybe play the book at 1.5 over some jungle beats." Ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> I will be doing the jungle set soon. That's on my list of things to do. I like jungle. You know, I mean, I was around when jungle was being invented. I was I was outside uh, when jungle was being invented. I was also in inside in the places where it was being played. Uh, and one of the places it was being played was on pirate radio stations. And I just used to listen to a lot of those. And I've got a lot of cassettes of recordings of pirate radio stations. It's a funny thing, because internet didn't really exist when Jungle was happening. And most Jungle records never got released. Like, the most Jungle songs, like, like, they're not on Spotify. They're not in record shops. Like, they got put onto tapes and things. Some of them got pressed onto small amounts of vinyl and given to people that... Like the majority of jungle music, like, only exists in recordings of pirate radio broadcasts. That a magical thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll, okay, we'll, we'll come back tomorrow and, uh, and do the next, uh, however many chapters that's in a sort of two, two and a half hour ish clock, uh, since that's a sort of magical time period Uh, I seem to be able to uh, do that for that amount of time uh, without dying or anything so that's nice Um, yeah so with that being said uh, I'm going to go and uh, see my wife and tell her to tell her unconscious mind to make her well and uh, my unconscious mind subconscious mind will also be uh, fixing my wife and uh, she's going to be great that's what we're going to do Uh, She's going to feel fantastic just manana. In fact, I think she's probably feeling better already. When I go up there, she'll be feeling better already, I'm sure. As always, uh, this broadcast was brought to you by MeaningWave.com. MeaningWave.com because uh, happiness is a side effect of meaning. And uh, you might want to head on over to MeaningWave.com right now because we have our January sale on and that will be over soon. And uh, and that's a nice way of getting some lovely MeaningWave at a lovely discounts of 20% a lovely 20% discount on some lovely meaning wave things that's running for another couple of days and uh, you can also check the blogs and keep abreast of what we're up to Um, you know if you go on over you'll see that uh, we've been up to this meaning wave bottom 50 uh, is there there's a blog about that there's also you know the streams get posted after they've happened so uh, you always know and uh, information about records and things like that go up there. It's, it's all very delightful and, and useful. And, of course, there is all of our uh, things that you can buy. And you can also hit the Resources tab and hit the Support Meaning Wave button where you can find out how to support Meaning Wave if you, if you feel that um, you have you know, uh, received value from Meaning Wave and uh, you would like to show your gratitude in the form of uh, some kind of donation via cash or bitcoin or something like that uh, we have links for that sort of thing over there I've got a really, really like late night uh, radio voice right now I have a, where did that come from? that's wonderful I've got, a, I've got the ultimate late night radio voice right now I should probably uh, just speak for half an hour with no music and then train an AI data set on this voice and then just use this voice to do things in the future. I don't know if I'll ever return to this mode ever again. This is quite a special place. Speaking of special places, uh, we also have, the uh, obviously, our YouTube channel. And if you go to our YouTube channel, you can see upcoming streams. And you'll see that I've just, I'm gonna, I'll make a new thumbnail, because it's rude to use the same thumb, thumbnail. But I just needed to get that live, because I just decided, well, we were doing this tomorrow we would do part two, so if you head on over to the live tab of our YouTube channel, uh, you can you can accept the invitation, and you can hit notify me so that you know to be here for part two. And then you can also do the same for, for Friday's stream, which is going to be a party, a P-A-R-T-Y, and uh, future streams will also be here for you to see, and uh, I hope you take advantage of that feature and organize your life around the meaning stream. I think that would be the right thing to do. (laughs) Organise your life around meaning. (laughs) Way, Sway says ASMR the dawn. Cosmic Kangaroo says Love Song Dedications voice Bring back the This Week in Meaning Wave Featuring late night radio voice Did I used to do This Week in Meaning Wave In this voice Or are you saying just do This Week I did do This Week in Meaning Wave I do need to bring that back Sway says He's got kettlebell I do I I was teaching my son How to use a kettlebell earlier That was nice That was lovely actually That's a lovely thing I'm looking forward You know it's uh it's a great joy and a great sorrow having a child because uh, you know they keep dying and being reborn and you've got this little guy and then then you then he's gone and there's this new little guy this new iteration on that little guy and there that little guy is has gone forever in a way but there's this new one and it's this constant joy and sorrow because the previous one was amazing but then you get this new one and the new one's amazing and it's new and so he's new again today because he's eleven and he's he was a bit sick and now he's feeling better and he we t- I took him with me to CrossFit and he really enjoyed it and really was really excited about the energy there and what have you and he was uh, he was so so sort of alive and excited by everything that was around him and it's wonderful when you have a little kid and you're hanging out with them because you see the world through their eyes and it slows down time because all these things are new to them and. Uh, they're taking everything in and noticing everything and seeing everything for the first time and it slows down time because when you've experienced a thing your your experience kind of fast forwards through it in a way which is why life speeds up as you get older when you're hanging around with a little kid and introducing them to new things it slows everything down for both for you how it is for them and uh, it also helps you to re-fall in love with certain things and remind yourself of, of the excitement you felt about it when first you found it, you know Uh, Anyway uh, Yeah that was our show And that was very cool And we'll be back and we'll do uh, part 2 tomorrow I enjoyed that And um, I hope you did too And uh, I I look forward to seeing you tomorrow Thank you for being here Love to you and your family Uh, Be excellent to one another Leave a comment on the way out Hit the like uh, gingerly And the nuts on the way out and we'll see you here tomorrow. Brave, brave way of writing individual. God bless. Love to you and your family. Ask the baby.